this week on Back of the Bird. We chat about the scores in the NLL, the enemy of the pod, getting an all-time record, reviewing of the great highlight package put together by yours truly, and announcing some new Lionize products. So without further ado, here is Back of the Bird. I want to give a major shout out to friend of the program and former professional hockey player, Boston Levi for the intro music. We changed it up. That is thief by Boston Levi from his EP prophecies without further ado. Let's jump into back of the bird. All right. We're back. Episode 35. Polly, what do you want to call this one? It's a Cal Miller. I love it. That's it, buddy. So it's been uh, a bit of a whirlwind, a weekend of lacrosse. It's now Thursday we're recording. These days are legitimately flying by. I think uh, our future guest did a pretty good job of summarizing what an NLL week is like. The week just go, just runs away from you. But what, uh, what's going on? How are we feeling? How are things? Feeling, yeah, feeling good, man. Um, another week off, and we're going into a, a doubleheader here. But, yeah, we had a bit of practice sunday and, and tuesday so it was good to kind of get in like two before like this because we had that long break but yeah man feeling good but yeah it's when you get into like the like the flow of the season yeah it's like you get home you turn around and then you're like you feel like you're back on the road or back on a plane so again it's kind of getting into like gonna get into like the bulk of, of the season here so yeah it's gonna be gonna be mayhem here in the next couple of months yeah and that's uh i thought that i don't know if um assuming you had you had watched some of the games this weekend but that yeah, little so uh, go ahead no yeah i was just saying this was actually the first weekend where i got to watch like every game so it was actually like an awesome weekend um i was up north at my wife's uh like family's cottage thing and just like yeah i got to like and then with like the offsetting of like times too was kind of perfect so i had like one on the tv one on the phone it was the first time i got to actually kind of crush like every game which was which was awesome and like again the production was like great games were unbelievable what was it four or five one goal games two overtime so silly so silly i'm actually gonna why don't i pull them up here uh yep. we can run through them quick so we had friday night Friday night was um, Buff. Was this the right date? Yeah, yeah. Buffalo twelve, Georgia ten. Yep. Um, and then San Diego twelve eleven over Sask. Um, then Saturday, Albany nine eight over Philly. Um, and then we had Halifax fourteen thirteen over Toronto. That was overtime, right? Yep, that was overtime, yeah. And then the fucking Panther City over our Riptide 13-12. So another overtime game, and then we're right back at it. You got a Friday. Why is your game at 6.30? Yeah, it's funny. Just before we record this, my brother called me. He's like, hey, your game at 6.30. It, it got changed like months ago to 6.30. And I don't know if it's because we're on ESPN. Like tonight's – or not tonight, but Friday's the – 
game of the week. So I'm not sure if that's why. I'm not really sure why I got circus to six circus back in town and Raj. <laughs> yeah, we got the the midnight showing of Barnum and Bailey's after the game. <laughs> that's too good, man. But uh had to clear the floor. Yeah unbelievable so yeah it was i mean there was a crazy i I was able to watch all all the games too it was uh there i would feel bad and granted you know we've taken our courses we're not allowed to gamble this is the hardest league in the world to gamble on oh i'm telling you like it's kind of i mean it's kind of funny because we said this at the beginning of the season that this league is just going to be an absolute meat grinder and like you never know but it's like it's come, it's, it's lived up to that, that like even these teams, even like Buff and, and Hallie that are like undefeated, like, you know, just one goal games, like Panther city, New York, even though like one and three and zero and four, like I think Riptide have lost every game by a goal, if not like less than like three goals. Right. So it's, yeah. it's been crazy. But yeah. How you bet on this is, I mean, I know it's like fresh in the betting scene, but Jesus. Yeah, there's got to be some way to make some pretty good money, though. Like, there had to have been some teams that were, like, had really good odds, you know, and then and then you they win the game. Oh, for sure. Well, even, like, uh, it's crazy because they kind of got, like, I don't know, I guess you called the, what do you call it, the ball line? It's not the puck line, but you had, nice. like, some teams, like, uh, I think, Patty Gregoire, this guy always comes up on our pod. I don't know why we keep talking about him. <laughs> Just kidding, I'm still, I'm still, looking, like I'm his... still looking at his prize pack right beside me. It's <laughs> <laughs> so great. Yeah, we'll deliver in another two weeks. Just keep delaying it two weeks. It's just can't post. But uh, he had like, uh, it's kind of cool because obviously he works for Cool Bet, but he throws out like kind of like the boosted parlays and stuff. But his one hit, I think it was like plus two seventy five, plus three hundred. But it was like Albany at like plus 1.5 goals so that's like the reverse puck line or ball line then i think it was like an over under but yeah like definitely like i think that's what's cool with this betting is like again there's like players and points like it's not just pickums which i think when the cross first kind of got into gambling it was just like pickums like cool bet and the other people are giving you like different props and different odds which yeah there's definitely ways to make money but as far as just picking like straight winners i don't know i haven't looked at any like usually there's like the insider picks i don't know how guys are doing in like the insider picks but they can't i be bet doing, you they no can't, one can't be, be doing, doing well they can't be doing no well. like no one's over 50 percent for sure yeah yeah but uh yeah so i guess that kind of leads us into the fact that San Diego has just got a full, they got a goalie factory down there. Now they're just rotating. Yeah. They, <laughs> yeah, they may just go uh, 18 straight different goalies for the rest of the year. Just keep fucking picking guys off of the local men's league team and just keep winning games. It's absolute crazy. Yeah. Um, that was something to watch played. Well, it was, uh, that was kind of like an, another interesting game. I don't know. These, lacrosse seems to always and maybe it's maybe it's because we know it better but compared to like other sports it seems to be the biggest momentum sport when i you know like you like i mean i'm sure you see it in hockey sometimes but like there's also like a lot of back and forth and back and forth in hockey and like in lacrosse it's like if a goal if a team's feeling good and they get like one or two goals it's like okay they're getting five in a row here you know and like it's 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 crazy it's yeah. And that's kind of like when you're trying to explain to people, or even like 
when you're in games, you're like, Hey, that's their run. Now it's time to go on our run. But it's like, that's one thing that like compares not only just like the offensive schemes, but like basketball, that's where it's like lacrosse a lot like basketball where yeah, teams just go on runs and like, it's kind of whoever like stops the run quickest and whoever gets on a better run. Like it's, it's crazy. Cause same thing, especially like when you're at home and stuff, like, cause when you're playing hockey, you know, like two goals, you get to hear like the goal song or whatever, like, but then in lacrosse, you're hearing that goal song, like three, four or five times in a row. And then all of a sudden the crowd's like getting into it. Then you're on the defense and you're gripping that stick a little tighter. And then like stuff starting to fucking fall apart. You're freaking out, but it's definitely like, that's one thing about lacrosse. And even in general, like, I know it's like cliche. And again, you probably hear this is like, no one's ever out of a game. Like, oh, fuck, look at that Vancouver, Colorado game. Yeah, like, they didn't, if you're lame, they didn't have a shot yeah. on that. It was 7 nothing, and then they win the game. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? So if that's not lacrosse in a nutshell, that you're never really out of the game, then I don't know what is. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we had, um, I, I mean, great. Like, I mean, I walking through, I know we've put in the notes here, like the, the little uh, – the highlight clip I put together there, and I don't even know if I'm allowed to do that. I, I don't know if I'm allowed to steal video clips from everybody, but that's the best about social media. I do the same thing, and you're like doing it off of YouTube. It's like I just think like social media is just kind of still like the wow, wow, west until someone sends us a season desist and yeah. we'll figure it and out. Like, don't even get me going on the fact that like I'm doing that with the highlights. So like I really don't understand this NFT world because I could just screenshot everyone. So, anyways, but let's not even let's not even dive yeah, into that. That's something that makes my head explode. Yeah, just like, just like cryptocurrency that somehow I invested in, but I still don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> no idea what it is. Um, yeah, but yeah, that there was like we had we got D guys scoring highlight real goals. We got fights. We got you know uh, crazy saves, crazy plays, left, right, and center. It was. A heck of a weekend, man. It was, it's, I mean, if people are starting to watch now, I think it's like, there's no better time, right? Like all these games are one goal games. They're overtimes. There's like, you know, I think it's like, I, I saw a tweet the other day. I think it's like the most overtime that's been played through this part of the season, right? Like, cause there's been so many. hundred percent, man. Like I don't even, you were lucky to get honestly, like one to two overtime games, maybe a year. I think, I think I've only, I'm trying to think like in the, whatever, the four or five years I've been around. I think the only one I can remember is remember when uh, in Buffalo or no, in Rochester, when we were down a goal with like three seconds left and they had the ball. Yeah. And then yeah. Bones, Bonesy scored to tie it. And then, I, and then Dan scored in overtime to win it. Um, yeah. I, I, like, and that's like the only one that like pops into my head that I can remember. And like this year, we have legitimately two a weekend. I know it's it's fucking crazy, dude. I've been like, again before this year, like so we were in obviously overtime first game of the year. But I would say, off the top of my head, I know it was one in like the one in Roch, one in Boston. Honestly, maybe like two more. Like been in four in like 14, 15 years. I'm also realizing like, that I just forgot about the riptide winning our only game last year was in overtime, but <laughs> still, uh, yeah, that it's still like they're, yeah, it's, uh, they're happening quite a bit more, man. It's exciting. It's, uh, yeah, it's good for, it's good for the new fans out there. And it's just like, 
man, I'm watching, I'm watching games. I have legitimately nothing to do with. And like, I was looking at my phone. My heart rate was like 140, just sitting there watching overtime. <laughs> Cause it's just like, you're just fired up. Like, and you're, you know, every moment is just like, you're kind of hanging on, but cause any, like, yeah. you don't know how many games we're going to play. Right. Like at the end, like who knows what happens with all this COVID stuff. So every yeah. game is so important, especially if it's inside your division too. Like it's, it's crazy. Oh yeah. hundred percent, man. It's still just like, you don't know. Oh, again, you don't know who's, who you're even going to be playing. You know, the team you're playing, but legit, that's another thing that I just kind of thinking of like for scouting and stuff like that. Like man, oh, coaches it's... must be pulling their hairs out too. It's like, okay, we got the, Anyone ever heard of this guy? Hey, who is this guy? Like, dude, because I mean, people, we got, we got to pull people from fucking who knows where we're pulling guys from, but to scout teams nowadays too, it's just, just like, Jesus, someone tell me, you know, this guy. I think, uh, speaking of, I think I was watching the game. I, I, I mean, I'm sure this has happened before, but I don't know if it's been documented, but like Panther city had a guy playing on their team that was wearing someone else's Jersey because they flew him in that day. Uh, you know what, man, I feel like that, that has, I mean, the only time I think that's ever happened to me is like after a fight, not to me, but to like people I'm playing like a fight Jersey gets ripped yeah. up and they wear another one. But honestly, the funny thing about that, I don't even know if you're allowed to do that though. Hey, you guys should protest, protest the game. Yeah. We got to protest the game. You can't do it. I think that's, I think that's true. But, but yeah, yeah, like that never happens either. Cause again, like, you know, you're on the road. Actually, I guess they were at home. I don't even know where they were, but like, it's not like we actually have like the jerseys in the back and the guy's sewing it like in the NHL. Like it takes a little while to get the jerseys like going here. Like, yeah. I love that. They didn't even like try to like take off the other guy's name bar or anything. Like, it's just like, all right, this is who you are. Which, I kind of respect that instead of like the classic junior A, like just the old tape on the back or like white tape and write his name on the back. Oh, that was how I always got to wear the assistant captain, just the black yeah. tape on there and it would fall off after the first shift. Yeah, it's hanging <laughs> off by the end of it all sweaty. Yeah. yeah. Like, hey, and then you're like, you got to talk to the trainer. Hey man, can I put this back on? Cause you're so proud of having. Yeah. Uh, you're, put, you're playing, you're playing the whole game with just your hand holding it on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can't catch any passes cause you're just trying to keep it on your chest. <laughs> Oh fuck, that's good. But um, yeah. we had a bit of a uh, a bit of a, what's the what's the word I'm looking for? Milestone. Yeah, that's it. A bit of a milestone set by the uh, the enemy of the pod there. Yeah, yeah. He moves into second all time. But again, I think we should protest that goal too because it looked like he was holding Tyson Bell's stick. So I don't think it should count. Yeah, I take think it back. It. Yeah, take it away from. Him. But yeah, no, it's. Uh, Dan Dawson, how what is it? 1472, 1473? Yeah, what what was I don't I know. And, and he played his 300th game. That's a yes, second player. Yeah, so yeah, he'll move into you know, again, knock on one, just if everything goes as planned, he'll uh move into first all time in games played too. So yeah, just just crazy, man. Um, That's so many games like because like his rookie like his early years they're probably playing like eight games a year no no they were st i think they were still 16? into like the, the 12s maybe okay. 12 he was never in the eight era but i think like probably not that many 12 to 16 but like again his first couple of years though he you know he was healthy scratch and like a d guy right in his first first year in columbus he was a d guy and actually there was i mean Again, if you have some time on your hands, you can read that Lax Mag article where 
they go through like his whole career and like every year points and stuff like that, which is kind of cool. But yeah, his first couple of years, like obviously he was just kind of finding his footing and like not playing that many games. And then obviously he got like the Iron Man streak and blah, blah, blah. But yeah, it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. Obviously, like it's funny. I talked to him and, uh, like he doesn't even like give a shit about it, obviously because they like lose that game and even if they win that game he doesn't care but definitely obviously if like you know when we look back on it, he looks back on it, he'll be super proud of it but he obviously like he never cares about any of that stuff and it's just i don't know it's so wild to think that he's like second all time like Ever. you know i don't know it's 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 crazy man but yeah couldn't it's happen to the worst guy yeah it's just a shame he's a shit guy but uh yeah yeah, I know. It's uh, congrats to, uh, I don't even know if he listens to this. I'm sure he doesn't, but um, yeah, congrats to Dan. I mean, that's crazy. It's, it's wild, but uh, what do we got? What do we got next? Oh, we got, um, what do you got here? I'm looking at it. Uh, well, I guess we can talk first. Why don't we talk a little lion eyes first? Yeah. Cause this is, it's a huge announcement, man. And the new site and uh, some new products, man, but it's uh this is going to be awesome. There's a care package coming in the mail, which I can't wait for. I but, am uh, about it. Dude, I can't wait to see the new pre-workout and stuff like that. But, man, like all the new products, you want to go through all the new products that they're, they're launching and stuff like that? Yeah, so the, the website's live now, uh, lioneyesupplements.com. We've been given new codes, Paul20, Dan20. You pick your poison. Um, but, yeah, so they, they've come out with some new products. I think, you know, just to give different options on the protein side, um, giving out a vegan, we're going vegan protein, um, a vaulty vitamin, multivitamin. I got to take the multivitamins out of my mouth right now. But, uh, creatine monohydrate. Polly, do you know what we want to tell, maybe tell the folks a little bit about what that is? Yeah. I mean, it's great. Like, so again, I think when we first started talking about like lion eyes, the one thing there's like a, before we get too scientific, creatine has been like the staple in strength and conditioning and nutrition from the get go. It's like, it's basically your body creates as like an energy source, but it's the one thing that's been tested, tried, true, you know, research that it's, you know, it's going to help you with recovery, help you increase your strength help you increase your energy all that stuff so creatine is the one thing your body creates but as you work out like you're using it as like an energy so to to use it it's just like the one supplement that like from the get-go has been the tried and true like king of supplements essentially that's it you heard it here first so um we got the new pre-workout with some stim in it this time because the other stuff didn't have any stim what did you call this stuff the first time Ishkoda? Ishkoda. So it's um, Ishkoda, I think, which means fire. Um, and then new flavors of protein, strawberry banana, which is going to be elite. And this is what I'm most juiced for. The Rocket Pop flavored BCAs. Are you kidding? I am going to be just guzzling this stuff because those yeah. ba- back in my back in my chubby days, those those like Cyclone Rocket Pop things were just, oh, my God, they're all time. What's your quick top three popsicles of all time so i would say uh i'm gonna put creamsicle in there okay uh, just any I, like, kind of creamsicle. I like the creamsicle like the orange you know like the orange ones yeah okay yeah um 
the rocket pops and then i'm gonna go a little off the board here yeah spongebob ones you know those ones that are like yeah like from uh dickie d oh yeah with the gumball eyeballs <laughs> yeah that is classic i, I love the old dickie d ice yeah. cream and all that stuff but what are you my top with? three rocket pop um banana oh yeah so the funny thing is i actually hate bananas but i love like banana flavored stuff <laughs> see I, I feel like medicine banana, banana medicine ruined all banana flavored stuff for me as a kid that's I think always that's why I, I think that's why i liked it i don't know maybe i had some good antibiotics back in the day some good penicillin there you go and uh, what's your other one and number three uh Honestly, I just I like a nice just like pink, like the classic. You had the pink, orange, and like grape. Dude. I like the like the pink classic. There's nothing more nostalgic. You know, I don't even know what flavor it is. I just call it pink. Just pink, yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, exactly. When just like you know the other the old school ones that had like the two popsicle sticks in them, and you could separate yeah. them. Oh, yeah, love just that. grabbing one of those right out of the pool, still dripping with water. You're just yeah, that's just let's let's kid living, but yeah, uh, out of the hose. Yeah, Cheeto fingers everywhere. (laughs) But but, uh, yeah, so go check them out. Um, Use whichever code you want. You're still going to get your 20% off. And then I believe there's still some shipping deals there too. So um, yeah, go check them out. But we had a heck of a Monday of snow there. Holy smokes. What was like, was your street just a debacle? Oh yeah. So I worked. So I, I left. I had to go work. So um and it was just like i haven't had a a drive like that in a while too like just people are going literally like 20 on the road like and it was crazy i tried to leave early too and it was still like it was mayhem and then just working like if i if we had to help every single person that was stuck in a ditch we would have helped 300 people not even a ditch just on the street like just yeah were you just out all day like just going driving around helping yeah, it was just mayhem, just cars, people. Was Dougie was, was Dougie just, Ford was Dougie Ford riding shotgun in the uh in the yeah. truck? Yeah. He was riding shotgun and his camera crew was in the back. Dude, <laughs> I I so I listened to uh overdrive. So I don't know, like I don't know if the US people listen to this, like TSN's got this radio show where they got like a couple of former NHL guys and then another guy that hosts the show together. They were talking about the way that he was shoveling and comparing it to Dave Vanderchuk trying to win a, a face off in, in like game seven of the Stanley cup final. Cause he's going backhand between his legs. <laughs> it was uh, oh yeah. Those, it was a crazy day, man. There was so many, they, they sh- I'm pretty sure they closed the gardener. I think it was the only, I think it's the first time ever that the gardener, which is a major highway, the 401, which is a major highway. And I think the DVP were all shut down. It's crazy. Like, yeah, it was, if there was ever a day just to shut her down and stay at home, that was a day. It was, it was mayhem, but yeah, it was just, fuck, it was crazy. But what a, I don't know about you, but I do love, like, I love snow. I hate like winter where it's like snow and it melts and I just like, give me two, three months of just straight snow so we can do the old winter activities, skate on the pond, skate here, skate there, do some tobogganing and then just shut her down and let's 
get into some nice weather. Yeah, yeah. The slush, the slush, like kind of like awkward in between weather is just gross, man. Especially um, when you got a dog and you're taking him out and he's just filthy and it's just like fuck, he's ruining your house. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like Hank, but uh, yeah, exactly. I like it. Um, we had a little and the boys there, um, sweet Lou and Billings, they like the uh the highlight tape because there's no dunks there. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's so funny. I said it, I like I should have chirped should have chirped them but uh there's like whatever they're in a little bit of a thread there and then someone sure lewis ratcliffe and he's like yeah i guess the closing your eyes and throwing a five hole doesn't make the old highlight tapes and i was like that's so funny because i think i said that last possible maybe he was chirping me or, or not but yeah i mean there was there was highlight tapes to highlight goals every game to go around but i still think the behind the net dunk goals are they'll play I think yeah, they'll play. I, I think there's I think there's a place for him in the game. There was and the, I I think it was Buffalo. Um I think it was Buffalo that did run that like right away ran that power play yeah. play that they always run and it always works. Like there's yeah. just always that guy behind. But yeah, there was a few good ones actually, a few good dunks off the old fake shots, but but yeah. That one actually speaking of, like speaking of nice goals, that one that one uh Saskatchewan goal, like three D guys. The like messenger Hysterical. like tip going, yeah, and then Pierce would like just all of a sudden turns back time, just dunks it like Superman dunks. That goal was actually I was I was watching like holy shit, that was a really nice goal. It happens so fast too, like right off the face. I know, line, yeah, bang bang bang. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else we got going on. Um, you gonna you gonna talk about that uh that video the little highlight video or something you're talking about that not the highlight video but the work week nll were you talking about that earlier oh yeah yeah i was gonna say yeah like that was i was a kind of a cool i think it was a cool little summary of of kind of the i guess the life and then it's almost like makes you realize what the, the life is like when you hear guys talk about it right because i think you can get ca- so caught up in it and then it's like you know for me it's obviously it's i'm not doing it right now but you know there's you know i don't have like a wife and kids at home that you're kind of like buzzing in and out and it's like you start to hear all this stuff and it's just like such a sacrifice to play and god but guys just love it so much you know it's it's kind of i don't know it's cool to cool to watch that but i think they did a good job with that video yeah no it was great i I, again like i i've got like both ends of the spectrum now like having having a newborn son or or whatever you want to call him but it definitely like again you're you got to balance your time way more now too like before when it's just like you and your wife or you're single yeah you just kind of yeah you're making sacrifices and not seeing your buddies because you're playing on weekends and stuff like that but during the week stuff it's like you didn't care you work out as long as you want i can do whatever you want but now it's like you know you got a kid you gotta make sure he's okay you gotta make sure your wife's okay she gotta go do her stuff right so definitely like way more balancing now which is which is great again like then end the day like it's so cliche but like you need a good support system to keep playing in this league. Like, you know, especially when you have a wife and kids, like the wife's got to be on board and luckily mine's pretty cool. So she still lets me do my thing. And, but damn, like it, it is a lot. He still lets you have the boys over for a rager. That's yeah. huge. Yeah, exactly. Well, she knows, she knows if she does, then she's in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> have you, uh, have you watched anything new in the last like week here or no? No, honestly, I haven't even had time to uh, watch anything, man. 
I'm trying to think if I've watched anything. No, like nothing. You? I did uh, the last duel. Which Not one was that? The one that's got like uh, Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. It's like. Oh, it, it was like a Western movie, right? And then like uh, it didn't. It's a like a medieval times almost. That's it, and it was like it was supposed to be really good, but then it like flopped at the box office, right? And it was kind of like I don't know. It was, was fucked. It, good or it was incredibly fucked up, like <laughs> incredibly fucked up. It was basically just like it was one of those movies where it it does like this whole portion of the movie from someone's perspective, and then rewinds yeah. and then gives it from someone else's. Um like f- did it four times all over like a very very shitty scenario so i was just like i don't want to watch uh, this four times so after the yes, third time yeah. after the third time i just turned it off i was like all right i think i'm good but uh yeah i also watched um wind wind river you ever seen that one no um it's like a, a about like kind of like the like indigenous communities. I forget now. I'm like forgetting, insanely forgetting who the that Matt Damon too. Um, but it's really good, worth a watch. Um, okay, pretty eye opening one. I think you gotta be like in the right mindset to watch it because it's pretty heavy yeah. too. Um, let me see if that's even like the name of it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's um, you know. Uh, the what's casey's wife in yellowstone yeah yeah yeah. she's in it um okay and yeah like jeremy renner's in it um but yeah it's it's uh it's a good one so but heavy but i think it's uh it's yeah it's good so um i'm trying to wife my wife loves that chick yeah she's great Um, yeah from uh yellowstone um i'm trying to think what else oh you got the uh you got the dark side of the ring, the flight from hell. I haven't seen this or heard yeah. about it, so I need to hear from you. Well, I, I think Teddy Jenner, he was listening to the pod and we were telling the funny stories about just like Team Russia and then obviously like the influencers and stuff like that, which is also funny because those guys, the influencers have done like a 180. That guy like kind of apologizes. I was like, we're doing more trips. He's just like doubling down now. So that's hilarious. Yeah. He apologized for two seconds. Now they're like just back. But uh he uh yeah so anyways he sent this clip so it's like dark i mean speaking of like being in the right mindset there's a couple cool dark side of the rings but then there's a couple it's like i watched like the first couple seasons and you also have got to be in the right mindset there's there's some yeah like when it says dark side of the ring there is some dark shit that happened back in like the you know not too long ago but there's some that it was like holy fuck came in imagine this happened bangs it was a funny little story um it was like a who's who of they were over in like england i don't know doing a promo tour or something but then uh it was just like a funny story of all like the who's who getting all banged up on the on the airplane like rick flair then got all banged up and then he just comes out of the bathroom all wasted just in his like classic like the rick flair robe but nothing else on just peeling up <laughs> and down Peeling up and down the old uh, walkway. And then who else was uh, Brock Lesnar and some guy fought on the airplane. So you can imagine like just like two gorillas just fighting on airplane. So apparently like they were going at it and like, they, and then, like 
just so big, it's like playing around. Say it so again. They, like, I lost Pilots you. Had to like, come back and be like. Say so I was saying. So Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar, I can't remember who it was, but anyways, they like they start fighting on the airplane, and because uh, they're so big, and they're like getting tossed around the airplane fighting. They're actually like moving the airplane like in the air. Yeah. So like the pilots had to come back and be like, hey, like not just stop because you're fighting, but like you're gonna take this plane down. Like we're trying to like this is like worse than turbulence. So it was just yeah, it was just a funny story and like kind of a glimpse into like old school wrestlers, like just you know, long road trip, 300 days, you know, here the 300 days of the year on the road, just getting piled on a private plane and just becoming just animals and just but a bunch of guys got like released and fired after it and blah 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 blah. But we might have to you know what maybe we have to get old rich richie lisk on here one time because he he used to work for him right he spent years as like vince mcmahon's right hand man oh man so when we were th- that would be amazing and yeah. then uh, another another guy we could get on is actually a guy i work with and uh, he did like me and him did my upstairs in my um, house. Remember the wrestler, and he was like boyfriend girlfriend with Stacy Keebler. Yeah. Anyways, so when we were first about to start this podcast, we were renting the house. I'm like, yeah, you know, I might do this podcast, tell stories, and you know, and I, and I was like, we want to get different guys on. And he went into like all these stories, kind of same thing about like going down the sea test. He was hanging out with that Bubba the Love Sponge, and like. All these crazy <laughs> yeah. You never have you ever heard of that guy? No, uh, he's like a radio personality in Florida, but like he was the guy that sewered or filmed Hulk Hogan in that big scandal with like Docker or whatever it was called, Gawker. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but he was telling me all these stories about like how so him and like Tess used to work in the bars and like Hamilton. And then they, they're like best buddies and then Tess moved down to Florida, but he would go down and like hang out with them. And then like, say that he got off the plane and goes over to Tess house. And it's just like, you know, Hulk Hogan, all these guys. And they're just like ripping it up in Florida, like crashing, like sea dudes. And it's like, just the mayhem of like, what's going on. And it, we should get him on too. Just talk about old school wrestling, like I'd love hijinks, that. but yeah, Rich Gliss would be hilarious. Yeah. 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 No so. doubt. I also, I'm, I'm just reading now, my buddies are talking about this, uh, there's a new Lord of the Rings TV series coming out. Do you know that? Really? Eh? No, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, the Rings of Power. So that'll be kind of a, uh, apparently it cost them a billion, billion dollars to make this thing. I don't know if that's true, but um, but yeah, I'm a big, big Lord of the Rings guy. So that'll be a nice little watch, but I'm trying to think what else I've, I've taken a dive into here. Started watching Full House again as my like nighttime show, but just because of rest in peace, Bob Saget. Yeah, fuck what this 2022. Just take Betty White and then take Bob, right? Or 2021, I guess, took Betty White, then 2022 just takes Bob Saget, right? Right off the gate. Oh, Jesus. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, oh, well, I guess we, I mean, we can probably just say that we got, uh, Vino, yeah, I got a pretty good guess. I never know. Is it Matt Vink or Vince? You know what? That's a great question. We're gonna ask him that because I I've heard announcers like say it differently too, and then I we obviously just call him Vino, so like I don't ever know. Yeah. I think it's and this is just classic me. I'm just gonna yeah shoot shoot from the hip. 
Yeah, say I know. I, I think it's Vince. Okay. All right. Well, so we got Matt Vince this week. So it's uh I don't know. Played in the year for the league for what, like 17 years? Is that good? Yeah, he's got every single goalie record known to man. Yeah, it's pretty literally good. every record. And like now he's on pace for his best season. And he's yeah, yeah and he just 40 an absolute diesel train that guy. But um yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. We'll get into it too, but just playing long pole for Team Canada and being a goalie and indoor, like he was was he the original Blaze Reardon almost? Um yeah. Yeah, pretty much. The, I guess the reverse Blaze Reardon. Yeah. Because there's definitely no other, no other goalie that has played indoor than outdoor as anything. So, yeah, he's the reverse Blaze Reardon, which is kind of more impressive. You said it. You said controversy. I like that. Let's build it up. Yeah. Did oh, he, well. Yeah, we're going to have to get into it because I don't even know if, like, did he play long pole Canisius? Must have, right? I think he did. Yeah, he must because he was. I think he was a hockey goalie, but I think he went for pole and Canisius. Like, I think he got a scholarship. There is some weird story because I talked to him about it, but yeah, we'll have to get the story out of him how he went to Canisius and how it all kind of came to fruition. But yeah, stay tuned. We'll talk about it in like probably two minutes. But it's, uh, yeah, good, nice little interview here with our buddy. Trying to think what else. uh, Is there anything else going on before we send it over to him? No, I think that's it, man. I can't I can't think of anything else. Just uh no, I think that's it, man. What, uh, I think next next week maybe we'll get back into the old road trip cities. Yeah, yeah. We've we've kind of we we've taken a speaking of road trips, we just went off the road and, and forgot about yeah. those. So we'll have to go back see what we talked about. Yeah, was there especially now that we not that we're doing much on the road, but we're back on the road. So at least we can talk about some the places we've been to. Yeah. Uh I got one. Okay, I got one more announcement. Give speaking of road, speaking of road trips, I'm going out east this, this summer. You're what are you doing? Playing Cabot Links and Cabot Cliffs. This fucking guy has a kid and does and then starts checking off his bucket list. But he's coming. He's, he's co- coming. Are you guys all going? Yeah, we're gonna go. It's gonna be uh, a couple's trip and then plus Mac. So. Yeah, man, it's gonna be like my buddy. Like, I don't. That's what. So this all kind of came to fruition, like in like the last like week. We like looked into cab, and they had like one weekend. So he had like book it. So we was like, I'm just like, I told my buddy, I'm like, fuck it, just book it. We'll figure out the rest like after. So that's what we're trying to figure out now. I kind of want to drive out. I kind of want to get like a sprinter or like an RV, and yeah, just kind of like drive, go through like Montreal, Quebec City. Cause we want to do like PEI Halifax and it's obviously up in like Cape Breton. So now it's time to put like the rest of the trip in order here. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's going to be, it's going to be cool, man. Like kind of just doing some research and I've always wanted to go out East, especially like during the summer and then obviously there's so much, so we'll, we'll figure it out, but it's going to be going to be pretty cool. I think. Nice. Like it, man. That's uh, I'm jealous. I got all I got. Actually, I got, I got a wedding in port in Portugal on the books so i think uh i think the plan is to extend it do two weeks and then my buddy uh my buddy's gonna fly out and then we're gonna go we're gonna do some golfing in portugal yeah there's uh i mean there'll be some unreal courses out there too i'm sure like kind of same thing as like cabot like on the ocean side like yeah it's I don't know. This world's crazy. There's so many cool spots. Like we're going to go golfing. I think at PEI too. And even PEI has like courses that look like Cabot. I just don't think you ever hear about it because it's PEI. So yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. Pretty cool. Surrounded by water. That's just, yeah. just magnet for my golf ball, which is great. Yeah, exactly. That's what he sent me a picture of like the overhead of cabin. I'm like, I can't wait just to pound 20 golf balls into the Atlantic ocean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, should we send it over to him? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. All right. Well, as they all are, this interview is brought to you by Lucky Penny Media. At Lucky Penny Media, we're a full-service marketing company without hefty agency pricing. We understand your brand is everything to you, and when working together, it means everything to us. You're more than just a client. You're a partner and a teammate. Our philosophy is simple. You grow, I grow, we grow. So I know Lucky Penny's looking to add to their customer base as well. Um, so they've worked through a few projects now, and he's got the capacity. So um, reach out to us or reach out to Lucky Penny if you've got any, uh, any kind of needs. But here he is, Matt vino vince think we don't know here it is all right we are pleased to be joined by this saint Catharines native who spent his minor playing locally before moving up to play junior a with the saint Catharines athletics he won one junior a mvp three playoff mvps three junior a championships Two Minto Cups, one Minto Cup MVP, and the BW Evans Award for the top graduating player. Plays a senior A for the Peterborough Lakers, where he's won some man cups. I couldn't figure out the exact number there. The Wikipedia page is a little bit a little bit dusted up. He attended Canisius College as a long pole and also played for Team Canada at the position. He won three straight championships with the Rochester Nighthawks, has been the goaltender of the year in the NLL seven times a first-team All-Star seven times, and currently mans the pipes for the Buffalo Bandits and holds literally every goaltending record. Welcome to Back of the Bird, Matt, you know, Vince. How are we, buddy? Good, good. Thanks for having me. And it's funny because every time I see Back of the Bird come up on Instagram or Twitter or something, it just gives me anxiety being being back to that time we're waiting in the hangar. Oh. I had, <laughs> full, I had a full meltdown. Dude, you were fully, we, we talked about it like in one of the first episodes, you were like, I'm not playing. I'm like, V, you got to play or we lose the game, dude. You're like, no, nah, I'm not going. It's not safe. That plane, it's not safe. And it probably wasn't, but we got, we got through it. And, and I, I listened to that one and I just had so many thoughts again. Uh, and, and just even talking to my wife about it um, recently was, you know, you guys got on that first flight. And you guys yeah. are like, no, we're going, you, we're going early. And I remember thinking like, man, I never, might, I might not see these guys again. Like I'm eating <laughs> sandwiches there. Um, I'm basically pulling a Jerry Maguire walking through the hangar going, come on guys, don't go. Who's coming with you? This is not safe. And, it was... and nobody, nobody came with me. So then I had to go on the, I ended up being on the flight and I was on the back of the bird. I was at the front of the bird on the second one. And it, me and I think Dogger were white knuckles the whole way thinking that we we're going to get there. And all of a sudden we land and it was, we were in Pittsburgh. We were just refueling. And I was like, Oh, we got to do this again. And <laughs> <laughs> that the anxiety was, wasn't bad enough. That was so funny. Like the whole, it, cause we were waiting for so long too. Like, cause they, that private, like the private plane company, like did obviously they, you know, cause it was last minute. They didn't have the planes ready. And like, it was like watching a, like a political divide, like Vino's walking around talking to like different groups, like, come on, we're not going right. And then you're like walking over to the other group, like, come on, we're not getting on this fucking thing. A Kersey's calling my wife trying to be like, you got to talk to this guy. And I was just like, man, like Lisa, tell Lily that I was a good person. <laughs> I was a good man. 
Dude, did you uh when you played in Vic, did you have any bad flights in Vic? Because I remember like just the only time I've ever been like truly scared on a plane was uh like Vic, you're taking those like 10 to like 12 man puddle jumpers too across the island. We were in a full blown thunderstorm. Like I'm telling dropping like 10 to 20 feet every time in this like legit tin can. Like think about <laughs> the Georgia one, but like 10 times worse. That was the only time I was like, this is it. I'm going to the Pacific Ocean. This is it. Yeah, and I, I I remember those little ones on, and you were we only got them I think on a third. You we, when we were going on a Thursday, usually had to take the ferry on the Sundays. Yeah, that's true. Sundays. Yeah, but I I remember a couple of them to uh, Langley, and I was just like, this is not what I signed up for. <laughs> I'd rather be on the ferry all day. I wasn't working yeah. when I was out there. I was like, Let, let's just take the long road. Yeah. Oh fuck, that's awesome. So what's uh what's going on these days with you? You're teaching like are you you guys are obviously like on online are you back now in person yeah so this week we were we had a couple of snow days but we were back now uh last couple of days and it's you know teaching phys ed master mandatory and uh one of the classes fitness you know right now like the weight room we're not allowed in it um so it's pretty challenging the kids have got a full dose of health uh recently with the being online and everything but it's it's a different world. It's it's something that you, you you feel bad for the kids that you know are playing want to play sports. They're, they're interrupted with basketball and hockey. And right now, I'm coaching the hockey team, and right now, you know, you don't know what it is. Yeah, it's 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 brutal, man. Um, you're the head you the head coach of the hockey team now. Assistant, I'm still assistant. Just with you know juggling with lacrosse, it's hard. And you yeah, know, it's good we sure. get a couple guys that are buddies. Yeah, hundred percent. What what high school? You're not at the same high school you grew you went to, are you? No, I'm at the other one, uh, like basically the rival one. So I'm the one just below Brock, Dennis Morris. Okay, okay. I actually, I think I coached against against uh, Danny back in the day at a Brock we, tournament. We were interesting. Ta- you should say that. I was, uh, I was like, I was gonna because that was in my notes before they completely malfunctioned. I think. That was the first taste I got of Vino's uh, Vino's kind of aggressive style once the once it's gamer mode because we were playing Dennis Morris. That's the name of school, right? Dennis Morris. Yeah. yeah. Dennis Morris at at the Brock tournament, like they're hosting the tournament, and I, I'll never forget, man. My wrists were so completely fucked because I had Tyson Bell in my back pocket the entire game, just slashing me to pieces, and then I would like he like he would go off or something and then i'd be like okay now i gotta score now i gotta go to the net vino screaming why aren't you out there why are you out there but now no no we went on to win the brock tournament not a big deal but yeah we were we always we always played tough and poor tyson probably had to grab he was probably grabbing a short ball because you know canadian lacrosse you're just short guys trying to get guys to play all different positions but yeah. yeah, I remember that too. I remember like, who's this guy keeps scoring? Like, I think we were down by three. And I think he buried one late too, Danny. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, yeah, was, you, the, you brought, what's it called when you like, I don't know, all different coaches call it different things, but you, when you bring the goalie out to kind of do the pressure and I was like, oh, oh fucking man, right. Yeah. I'll be going right for the net. That's a, that's a free <laughs> one. But I was trying to explain that the other day, like, cause someone asked me, you know, like how serious or like how good was our high school across team? Like kind of trying to compare it to like, going to the img academy in the states like it's like man we're lucky if you can get five to seven guys that can kind of catch and throw out there and then you play those guys into the ground that's why that's why vino had tyson bell on you this was the scouting report old nelson high school comes up and you're only a guy that can pass and catch it's like oh we might want to guard that guy 
No, well, Paul, it was Notre Dame. I switched to Notre oh, Dame. Remember? Okay. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, we had a couple players actually. Like, well, we had, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. They, they had, and, and they all had the good helmets and everything too. Like, it's funny where you see like the Canadian high school teams, guys rocking an edge helmet or something and there's like four of them you're like oh this team's good <laughs> yeah yeah that's all you need and then we, we had a face-off guy too it's like okay this is perfect i think we're the only canadian high school team that has a designated face-off guy that was, that's good it was good time so what, what uh why don't we we're gonna we're big chronological guys let's dial it all the way back you so you've got brothers right did, did were they um across hockey players as well yeah, so they're both uh, they're both older than me. One's uh, seven years older than me, the other one's five. But both of them played hockey growing up, and they're both goalies. And then I kind of stumbled into that, not kind of I didn't wasn't even willing to be the goalie, but uh, just happens that they you know I played you know minor hockey, and all of a sudden I'm the goalie as well. Um, so we had three goalies in the family, and then uh, my brothers were buddies with. Uh, like Pat McCready and those guys, and they were in the Minto Cup, and uh, that was my first taste of it. I went to watch a couple of those games, and next thing you know, I'm in the nets in the basement, um, and my brothers are shooting on me, and I got a uh, fishing net as my stick. <laughs> my dad's coming downstairs. What are you guys playing? Balls are just bouncing everywhere. <laughs> Don't break the fishing net. Were they so? Were they players in lacrosse? Were they goalies in lacrosse too? They played out. So they oh, okay. Playing field. Yeah, my brother Jay only played field lacrosse, but then Eric played for Spartans and you know, like played bantam, midget, and all that. So, but he played out. So okay, and then you get stuck in that because they need someone to shoot on. Just the classic little brother. Yeah, and then my I, I actually signed up. My mom signed me up for lacrosse. My dad said he's just not going to be a goalie. Yeah, I don't want him playing net. And then uh, I came home and a bunch of my buddies were AAA, playing AAA, like Green Hall and, and a bunch of those guys that were mm-hmm. AAA players. And they're like, oh, we need a goalie. And then all of a sudden I made the A team without even trying out just because my mom said I would play net. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think, uh, trying to let's, I mean, so you, you do all your minor. So this is one thing I wanted to ask you about, cause we haven't actually had, um, a St. Catherine's guy on what was, what was it like, like growing, why was there two teams in St. Catherine's? Why was there the Spartans and the athletics in St. Catherine's? Like, what was that whole deal? So like the athletics, the way I always kind of thought about it was like the athletics was like the first team. And then, um, the Ingemans, which is like a, you know, well-respected family they they actually started lacrosse um as the spartans and, and tried to provide another avenue for people that might you know struggle with you know money and uh and, and just give an opportunity for more people to play um so there's always two teams and you know it seemed like once you're an athletic you stay with the athletics or you're a spartan you stay with the spartans and luckily for us like i think it was very it was great because we essentially had a bunch of really good players um, you know, grow up playing A. We both played A. Both teams were A for most of them. Um, for for I think like the, you know, you know, four years behind me, four years up. Both teams were playing A. So a lot of good players were able to get a, a good touches um, and, and really grow. And then all of a sudden we're in junior, and well, all the teams are getting amalgamated together. And I think we finished one year, my midget year, we finished second, and you know this, uh, and the A's finished third. So 
it, it made for for and we lost to Whippy in the final, so it made for a good junior team. And that's where like Craig Khan was like a was he a Spartan, right? Yeah, yeah, he was a Spartan diehard. Uh, Billy was Billy D was a Spartan. Really? Okay. Yeah. Um, so and like Kyle Newfeld was a Spartan. So yeah. there was a bunch of guys. They they it's like the year below us were Spartans, and then the, the you year guys were all like there. athletics. Uh, and then that guy, didn't he just, did he just like sell the Spartans or something? I heard he like sold the organization. Is that true? It, it recently, I think like, so the Ingemans, uh, you know, you know, they just, it just became a lot to keep up with. Um, yeah. The Spires, uh, who was running the, the junior B team, just brought it to uh, the A's. So now the, the A's, it's under the A's umbrella. So it's going to be working well with the junior and, and junior B. Okay. That was what I heard. Okay. That's awesome, man. So like, and then like you're, you're a goalie, obviously all the way through when, like, and then you say, you just kind of said like, you guys finished second or third. When, when do you kind of like start realizing like, you know, you're going to play junior, you're getting good at like goalie. When is that kind of become, and then did you go right to junior age? You play junior B to start. Uh, yeah. So I was uh, in junior in my midget year, I started playing like there was a Lake Mount league. I don't know if you guys remember that facility. It was in Grimsby. Yeah. A little small uh, one, right? Yeah. So there was like a, a a league where it was like 15 to like 18 year olds were playing like during the, like the hockey season. It was like on a Sunday morning or something. And I started playing there and then uh, people were like, oh, you got to try out for the junior A team. And our in the junior A team that the year before went to the finals, he lost to the Six Nations. So I was like, I knew that like, I think Corey Quinn was their goalie and he was mm-hmm. moving up and, and Matt Roy. And I was trying out for the junior B team and he was their current goaltender. So I knew that there was like a backup position available. So I got, I got offered that job, but they wanted me to go play junior B and I wanted to play at the highest level. Um, and now it's funny thinking about it because Royker is Royker and he gets suspended for probably 10 games during the <laughs> regular season. He gets suspended for the opening three games of the playoffs versus Peterborough. So I got some, you know, some, I don't know if they were deserved minutes, but I kind of got thrown in there and, and basically helped me out. That's what do you get suspended for in playoffs? I, I think, well, he tomahawked somebody, but I think he headbutted <laughs> AJ Shannon at one point. Um, so there was a like it's with Riker, it, it was, you know, he was awesome. You know, he was a great goalie. I, 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 I love him to death. And, um, it's just funny that that's, you know, he just sometimes his emotions got the best of him and gave me a great opportunity. So that's your first year. You get like, you get like quality minutes in that first year, then essentially that's what you're saying. Yeah. So I, and then, and then the following year, um, they trade Riker to uh, Aurelia. Um, and I was playing junior B hockey, I think, and play, as a goalie. And uh, I, I played, I had a decent. I, I had a decent playoffs and uh, they ended up there. Oh, this guy can possibly play. Uh, mm-hmm. like he has a mentality to maybe play. And they traded Riker to Aurelia. And I think he ended up getting flipped to Burnaby. Um, and then I was a starting goaltender after my second year. Fucking right. And then when, like, so then like you kind of mentioned, like, you know, all like your age and you're younger, like Billy D, Shawnee Greenhall, Craig Kahn, like, when does when do you guys start becoming that like powerhouse in St. Kitts? Like, what year for you? 
you know, it was a lot of that. Uh, so my first year in the league in, in junior A, as a there's, I think we had 16 rookies. So there was Your a first lot of year. Us, like, there, yeah, there's Rory Glaves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a ton of guys that uh, that just came out of nowhere, and all of a sudden we're we're young. So we were okay. We were competitive, but we we got dusted by Whitby. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the next year, I think we kind of we were like fourth or fifth place all year. Um, but then the playoffs, you know, some of those guys are gamers. Like Con, like Paul, you remember him? Like he oh, was yeah. a gamer. You know, he Big played time, with Dan man. in Arizona, and yeah, like that guy was a great player. Probably Off one of the best. Nails. Yeah, super skilled. We get he would get one get one goal against Mississauga, but then he would get like six against uh, Orangeville. Right? Yeah. So, like the total opposite of a lot of guys, and. Um, we beat six nations in the playoffs and they were, they were projected to win it all. And they like Kimball Squires, they had Delby Palace, um, Kenny Montour is our goalie. Um, so we, we kind of shocked them, I think a little bit. And then we lost to Orangeville in the Ontario finals. Was that, did you play with, was like, cause I remember my, when my brother, my oldest brother was playing in the OHL, he was playing with uh, David Bowman. Was he playing with you then? Yeah. We had both Bowman's here, both rookies with me, our, um my first year so they were just guys that were good athletes and great players and we all grew up together we're all buddies so it makes it a lot better you know run when guys were hanging out the whole time yeah here's a just now that you need now that you dropped that name lomi what about what year was zenon kanapka playing for you guys lomi you know that name yeah, didn't he play? Isn't that didn't he play for the the Senators for a bit? And then yeah, like man, the he like led the league in fights, and yet yeah, we we picked him up. So he's a Niagara on Lake guy. I know him well. I played junior B against him one year, but he's you know beauty guy. He hangs around. He was just hanging around a lot of a lot of our guys. Yeah. Um. So, you know, going to the bar or whatever, and he he comes out the next year. So. It, it would have been his last year. So it was my second last year. He's a year older than me. Okay. Yeah. But I remember being in Orangeville, like, and he's walking up and down the line. And well, like, this is just funny because you guys are lacrosse guys. And this guy, he's big. Like, he's a big boy. He's a captain of the Ottawa 67s, I think, at the time. And he is throwing the ball. Khan's teaching him how to throw the ball. And he's throwing the ball off the boards but he can't pick it up. So he was actually picking it up with his hand and putting it in. <laughs> I remember hearing this story, dude. And then throwing it again. It was the best, but he was, I think he ended up scoring a couple of goals too, but it's just funny. And he didn't get, he didn't get a ton of action, but he sat on the top of the bench and scared the crap out of everybody. Oh, I'm yeah. sure he did. So, uh, and dude. so was Bill, was Billy D playing with you then too? Or is he like, was he sticking? Was, did Spartan ever have junior A or were they just junior B? They were just junior B. So Billy, yeah, Billy and I played together uh, all the way through from from our first year junior. So he was. So that's a pretty uh, that's a pretty gruesome twosome having on your bench. Then you got Billy buzzing around and Kanopka, dude. Yeah, yeah. Billy. Well, even like you talk about like like Bowman, like that guy was a big body. Like Glavesy was a big body. I remember like because I remember so I was still a goalie. Like when I came in, I was with Burlington, so we would just get stomped by you guys. But like you had just absolute beasts on the back end. And then you had Vino and Nat, And it was just like, again, they're trying to just leads get a shot off. 
it was impossible. <laughs> then when he did, just Vino sitting back there, it was fucking mayhem. But it was just like, I remember coming in as like a rookie, or I mean, I was like maybe my second year and like just full on beards. Like, again, it's like classic. You're just like literally playing against men when you're going to St. Catharines. It was like, oh, fuck. And we were just terrible too. So it was, <laughs> it was a bad, it was a bad scene for the old Chiefs back then. But remember, yeah, you guys had a sick team. I remember Paul, seeing Paulie for the first time, and because I knew his, I knew Dan, and Paulie's first game it was in. I remember watching. I think I just came back from school and playing Burlington, and I think it might have even been a, a right uh, exhibition game. And Paulie and Lordy, yeah, I thought Lordy, the first shift they're fighting behind the bench. I'm just or behind the net. I'm like, what's going on here? <laughs> it's an exhibition game. Paulie and, and me and Lord are going. <laughs> So that's my brother's fault. So I'm like trying out for this team, right? Like get drafted by, by Burlington, whatever. Right. And then, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I'm just like kind of flying by. I see my pants in net, like don't really know what's going on. Like not really talking to anyone. And then I can't remember how like the conversation gets brought, but I'm talking to Dan and he's like, yeah, you know, like, and again, I'm kind of playing junior hockey. So I'm fighting a little bit. And Dan goes, yeah, they like, they really like goalies that can fight. <laughs> all right and then just so happens like lordy goes underneath and just like i don't think he intentionally ran me but he like crease dives and runs me so i'm like all right here's my chance and then just fuck but after i shed the mitts like we have a good fight and then they're like what are you doing i'm like oh i thought you guys like like goalies that fight they're like no i'm like oh fuck but like goalies that stopped the ball that's yeah. what kind of goalie was like yeah, i think I think I had three or four fights in junior and Paulie had that in an exhibition. <laughs> <laughs> that was the start of a long me fighting and not trying to stop the ball, just trying to fight guys instead. <laughs> Too funny. Um, do we want to, I'm okay. So th- this is, I, I mean, I, this question for me is interesting because I w- am interested in the recruiting side back then. Like, how did you land at Canisius? Like, and how did those conversations even start? And were you always a long pole in field? No. So I went to like our, the high school I was at was Holy Cross. And we were, uh, it's funny because most of the guys on our junior team were, went to our high school. So like, it's funny, like Billy D was on our high, on my high school field across team. So John Sullivan, Sean Greenhall, Craig Kahn, um, you know, so it's like, we basically had our junior A team and we our coach at the time, high school uh, teacher too, would take us on these little recruiting trips. So we would go play um, at UMass and we'd play a bunch of teams. And that's how Con went to UMass. Um, so we traveled around. And Mernsey, being a St. Catharines guy, he would follow us around, knew a bunch of our guys. And, um, you know, people would come watch junior A games and you can't tell if, some, if a guy's going to be good in box across, translating to field across. So, um, he ended up, we had a bunch of coaches. I think that was like the first couple of years of the turkey shoot. All of us were going down there. And, you know, Mernsey, you know, starts, starts chatting me up, you know, knowing him as a St. Catharines guy. And, uh, you know, and being so close to home, um, especially with my family, like, uh, you know, they're, they're in it. And, uh, you know, big supporters of mine. And, you know, I think that made it a bit easy decision, you know, being, you know, 45 minutes from home. Donnie, you got it. Donnie's got a Canisius question for you, I think. Yeah, so I was just – I actually just sent a picture as we were doing this interview to uh, Angus Dimley, who obviously played at Canisius. And he 
told me to ask about a basketball game with you and Kevin Ross where you ended up getting hurt. <laughs> yeah, so it's funny because I'm super competitive and uh, no, you're not. No, no, <laughs> no, not you. Get super heated, and you know, I, I think I was like, it's funny, like we're, we'd always play. There's always like this our house, and there's all Canadian guys, kind of typical type of thing. We were all hanging out together, but we played basketball after workouts, and it would always be like three on three. But I was like the go hard, only guy that ever played basketball out of everybody, and. I think the one, I think we were like 20, I was like 20 and 0 or something, but then I was losing and I was just driving the lane hard and I ended up running in and try to do some type of move and pop back out and ended up breaking my ankle. So <laughs> that's what broke I yeah. I broke my ankle and it was like, I think the three days before Christmas break, <laughs> Mernsey's like, what is going on? Like, why, how does this go? So I ended up, yeah, terrible, terrible move. So these guys always, like, but Angus always wanted to be on my team, though. So that's what he's trying to say. He was always wanting <laughs> yeah. throwing elbows. Like Paul, we didn't have a Paulie Dawson or, or Dan in there with like a six-five guy in there, right? I was a hey, six-one in a bit. He had to do it all, man. He had to get the boards and fucking run yeah. the point. And Angus probably didn't want his ankle broken by you. That's why he wants on your team too. That's good. So were you back? Were you, obviously you're you know pretty fit guy. Were you? Were you rolling in freshman year, just throwing three plates around like it was nobody's business or what? The funny thing is I never, as a hockey goalie, I never really worked out like weight wise until the summer before. Um, so I went into school. I was like a hundred, um, I was like 195 pounds, but then I went to school and used to playing hockey and doing all these things. Uh, and now you're at, you know, just playing lacrosse. I was bored. So I just started working out a little bit more than most guys. Um, then uh, it, it just kind of like I just felt like that's what I should be doing. I should be working out or doing something. So I was more or less bored. And then I just gained a little bit of weight pretty quickly. Dude, um, I was looking at you. So you went in at 195. I just pulled up like your senior page. You were 6'1, 225 after four yeah. years. Yeah. And that's that. I think it was my senior year that I broke my ankle. So at one point, I came back after Christmas like 238 or something. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And Burns is like, yeah, we play Colgate like in a week. You got to like drop 10 pounds. So I was just like running on the yeah. treadmill every single day. Get the garbage day. bags on. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? What was it like? Like, so were you guys in that? Uh, what is it? Is it the MAC conference? Yeah, we we're in the MAC conference. So who else were you playing then? Who were you? Who were you? Who was your toughest battle when you're playing? Uh, you're playing defense there. Like Providence, um, but we always played like it's. I feel like we always play like UMBC. They had like Brendan Mundorf and like Westervelt. Yeah, we were like we were. A, I, I think a, like we were always like second. Like Providence always like they they played like a crappier style of game than we did. But we were we had a lot of Canadians, so we were we just didn't have enough of us. We didn't have enough guys. We had like 14, 15 guys. So we would always run out of steam. Like there would be games where we would be in games at half and then all of a sudden we, the wheels would fall off and you know it'd be like a 17 10 game kind of like how robert morris was a couple of years ago where they would be like it'd be like a shootout type of thing so that's yeah just running gun yeah and mercy kind of mercy kind of coaches like that though too right like he kind of likes that style no yeah and like i like you look at some of the guys we had on our team like like canadian content wise we had Dan Carey and Kevin Ross as our attack guys, they scored a lot of goals. So yeah, uh, we're, we're looking to 
give me a give me a good Dan Carey story. You got any good Dan Carey stories? <laughs> I need I need one. I need one for the back pocket here. I don't know. I don't know if I could tell him on here. Okay. That's I can tell, tell you. I can tell yeah. you afterwards. But it's yeah, uh, that's he's, fine. He's, he's he's just a beauty guy, oh. right? Like he he was uh, he transferred in from Herkimer and he like he was with me. Um, so he just just a quick, easily guy that you can just get get along with right away. Oh yeah, for sure. No, he's awesome. I just, I just love breaking his balls. Yeah, I can tell you. I can tell. I can give you something after that, but uh, I don't know if I want to tell you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. No, it's great. Oh, dude. So what? Uh, so after you you finish up um, at Canisius, is it kind of like you you knew once you were done school, you're gonna you know go to the NLL draft and like you had expectations to go pretty high in in that or what what happened there? Yeah, I think well. I, I thought I could get drafted. I didn't really have too many expectations, but like I was fortunate as junior to have a lot of guys that were, you know, you know, good coaches around like Les Bartley would jump on our bench from time to time in junior. Um, and Johnny Meridian being from St. Gathers. So these guys were around. So they were always, you know, saying things that, you know, obviously, you know, as coaches and GMs, you know, what to work on and all that stuff. You know, we had Buff McCready, all these guys that were mm-hmm. St. Catharines guys that are big, big in the league at that time, um, be around. So they kind of give you a little bit of insight. And Mernsey was actually still playing my, my first year in, at Canisius. He was juggling both, which is crazy to me. Was um, he playing in Buffalo or where was he playing? He playing? For, yeah, he was playing for Buffalo. Oh, so sometimes he was flying in to play to, for our games or flying out right after the games and stuff like that. But he missed a bunch of games. Canisius was his number one gig, but um, yeah, he still played. Um, That's impressive. So I had a little, yeah, I had a little bit of, uh, idea but not really known anything they not i got drafted to san jose and um i was like i i, I was actually shocked because kind of like how probably how Polly felt too with the same thing you know they had anthony cosmo and brandon miller i'm like oh well hopefully if one of these guys gets traded then i might get in but didn't really go in there with a lot of expectations yeah for sure we're what was the draft like back then? Did was it anywhere? Did you go anywhere? Or what was it like? I watched it at Sean Greenhall's basement on his computer. <laughs> nice, we, had yeah. a, we had a bet too, like whoever goes ahead has to bring a guy a case of beer when you play him, right? And he and, ended up going three, and I, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. So I owed him a case of beer. Oh, that's hilarious! And then, but did were you was Gypsy a part of that team then? Yeah, he was. Uh, okay. he was, he was who is the, who is Gypsy? Sorry, Johnny Meridian's a Gypsy. That's his <laughs> yeah. nickname. Yeah, yeah. I love that. So yeah, you Saint get Gath- Dre- Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, just say he's a St. Gathens guy. So I know I knew him prior to that, but um, and Doug Locker was there and and stuff like that. So okay, beauty. And then did you? So you get drafted to San Jose, and then like again, like you say, we're, we were kind of in the. I was like a couple of years after you or whatever, but kind of same boat. Did you move? Were you, did you move to San Jose or what'd you do for that first year? I flew in and out. It's funny because all three goalies were on the same flight because I just got a teaching job. So okay. I was like, oh, I'm not really making a lot of money. I'm not going to be getting in. I'm not moving out there for this. Yeah. Kind of like, yeah. So cause B Miller and myself and, um, and, and Woodsy, we would all travel together. Um, we'd be the only people flying out and all three goalies and and our captain were flying out to the games in my first training camp ever. 
there uh, it was on like a, a ball hockey floor like the and tile they didn't have nets yeah they didn't have nets so they had <laughs> hockey nets so the first my, my first time ever in the bigger net I'm I'm, I'm, I'm like oh my god I'm just, I don't think I stopped the ball like I was just like Oof. and I was actually like oh maybe uh this isn't for me oh, and like Kaz wasn't taking a lot of shots in that net right because we were you know, we had a, it was our first training camp or whatever, but this is off. Didn't feel good but, coming home. Yeah, no. Like, I thought you were going to say you put the hockey pads on and say, I can turn everyone aside. <laughs> <laughs> but like this, I mean, I play with both those guys too. And I, I had it written down like kind of a, again, like shitty situation that you know you're not going to play, but then kind of cool situation as a goalie to play under B mill and cause like cause being one of the best goalies at that point. And then B mill just, you know, he has a great career himself, but just being like a great guy. What were like those guys like for you? They were, they were awesome. And that's like the, they started, they had the, the it was like that goal union. Like that's where I really felt a part of that. Like, yeah. Um, I went, I got drafted, you know, I was, I, I thought I was pretty good in junior and now I'm in this league. I did I was not ready to play. Like some of these guys coming in at a junior now and they're, they're playing and putting up good numbers. That was not where I was at. Uh, I was pretty comfortable being in that position. Like causes in there. I remember the first couple of games, I'm like, holy Jesus, this guy's legit. Like lights out. I, I watched him. He was playing in major at the time. So I knew how good he was, but just watching how these guys practice and, and did all those things. And so I, I learned a lot and, and stole stuff from both their games. A lot of stuff, even from B Miller mentally wise, like just a little bit more of a demeanor that probably didn't incorporate until later on. Um, but, you know, I, I think if I didn't have that year, I don't know where I would have been. And, I, and it's funny because thinking about you, Paul, how you ended up making the transition of goalie. There were a couple of times where, because I played out in major a couple of times uh, my first year and then my second year when I got drafted to San Jose, there was a couple of times where I remember – Johnny was like, hey, Jared Park might not be able to go in Denver. Like, we got to set a gear here. And Cos was like, no, he is not going in. He's not playing out. Yeah. Right? He's like, you know, they're not there. They want to protect you as a as a D guy instead of a goalie. Like, that's why. He's yeah. like, don't do it. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, so I'm, you know, interesting how some some of those little moments, you know, could have changed my yeah. Career, you could have right? you could have been me. Cause never said no for me. He's like, no, Cause is like, Cause is like, get this guy out of the net. Well, he was blocking too many shots for him in, in yeah. Brampton, probably. Oh, yeah. uh, dude, I actually, I remember, um, I remember you playing out a couple of times in senior. Actually, you say that, and it's funny. Like, I think I heard because I heard you were like, I think on the jumbos, and you said that too, or on uh, Teddy saying you might have been, you were gonna like be the you could have been the first guy to like go from goalie to out. But I never even thought of gypsy wanting to protect you as a D guy. Like that's a, that's a gypsy move, which is hilarious. It's actually, it was actually pretty smart. If you yeah, exactly. This. The next year he ended up losing me and B Miller. We both yeah. went, went to New York and he went to Chicago. So it would have been a good play. Like it would have been this really smart move. And it's funny that cause like, no, don't do that. No, you're a goalie. Like stay in that. Yeah. And I was just like, I felt like, oh, well, he's asking me. And I like playing D. 
So, well, especially as a young guy, like, no, I, I totally get it. It puts you in a mental pretzel because you're like, oh, you're trying to impress, like, the coach and trying to do, like, the right thing, but you want to be this goalie. It throws you in a little bit of a mental pretzel, but and and I think and it worked. I logged, right, I logged zero minutes already. Like, I was, I didn't play, I played 14 minutes in the last game of the year, right? So, it's like. Yeah. You start second-guessing yourself, yeah. Yeah. Dude, so, so, you got picked, did you, you got picked an expansion to New York then? That's how that kind of went. To well, I got traded. I got traded for okay. uh, Ryan Boyle and Matt Ulrich for the first overall pick and Aaron Bold, which would end up being Benash and Boldy. Wow. But dude, so I'm looking at, I'm looking at like, point, and again, I don't know how accurate this is. Your second year in New York. <laughs> Let me get down to the games here. So 16 games played, one goal, seven assists for eight points, 18 penalty minutes and 44 loose balls. <laughs> you have a full on like defensive guy stat line. What was going, what were you, what were you getting penalties for 18 minutes? I, I played a little bit differently than I do now. I was mixing it up more, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> like, and we're think about it. Like our, our my win losses aren't good in that. Right. So I was frustrated a lot. So guys are pre diving. I was punching them probably in the head or something. So I mean, that year you went, you went nine and five. Well, that was my second year then. Yeah, the there. second year. Yeah. <laughs> Explain. Wait, walk us through your goal. I want to hear about that. It was actually in Portland, and it's funny because it was our, it was the first game of the year, and we just drafted Jordan Hall first overall, and I love Halsey, but we drafted him first overall, and he goes I think zero and three in that game, and I I think I might have went one and one, but I wanted <laughs> again. I wanted three. I wanted three or four points. And I was like, why did we draft you? I outscored you. <laughs> I, I think I picked up a loose ball, and I just like I I I, I shot it from not in my goal in portland and it was just like a one bouncer but it was i think i was just dumping it and it went in that's too good so what's what goes on i and again i i should probably know this does the team move to orlando is that what happened yeah yeah we, we relocated. well let's let's back let's back let's quickly backtrack before you go before we yep. go to orlando because again like that's you know, New York is kind of your coming out party too, as like a goaltender, like you kind of grown into, like you say, you played a little bit different, maybe emotionally, but as far as like on the floor, that's when you kind of start establishing yourself as, you know, I think you win your first goaltender of the year. And then just, again, kind of some of the guys on that team, like Patty Merrill, Rory Smith, CP, you know, even Billy Greer. And then you guys have that wicked run where it's like, it was you guys, us when we were in Boston and then Buffalo finished 10 and six. And that's, is that when he went to the championship too? Yeah. It, it was my last year in New York. And we had like, we had good coaches too. Like Eddie Como was our coach. Yeah. And the, the year before we had a lot of American D guys that were super athletic, like the Pizer brothers, uh, Orson, they were awesome players, but they didn't get the game yet. And then the next year we pick up Patty Merrill, Greerzy, Rory Smith, and now we start playing a little bit of a hybrid between, you know, a, a normal box lacrosse and a Canadian-American mix and use our athleticism. I mean, you're you're going to score goals when you have CP and those guys in the mix. So, yeah, um, yeah, our, our, our team was – we just had a great – it seemed like everybody was like 24 to 26 years old and it was one of the same things as probably you guys in Boston at the time where it's like, – you just like being together. Yeah. I think that's sure. what we had in New York. And then, I mean, 
again, one of the one of the coolest things like I'll, I'll look back to is like playing at the garden. Dude, I know like we you moved around a little bit, like we played in New Jersey, but the majority was at the garden. So touch on that a little bit. Yeah, it's one of the I, I think going to play at you know Mass Square Gardens, like there, our first game there, I think we had like nine or ten thousand people. It was a electrifying experience. Just one of those moments where you have like chills in your body. Mm-hmm. You just go out there, you're just like, this is something super cool that I've that I've been able to experience. And the cool thing is like we would sometimes play the morning and then we would just hang around, go for lunch or whatever. And then we would just watch the Rangers play. We would yeah. be able to just hang around and, and, and catch it all in. And, you know, you know, my family would be coming in, buddies would be coming to watch games and, you know, being able to say, hey, well, come watch me play lacrosse and then we'll check out the Rangers games and we'll go, we'll go out uh, and, and have a good time in New York. Right. So it was an awesome experience. Uh, and one of the things, you know, you'll never forget. hundred percent. And then, then you say they moved to Orlando. So I can't remember. Can't remember why the move to Orlando. Some did that. Did the owner get caught up in the Ponzi scheme or something, or what? What happened? Yeah, you know, what? I'm not even a hundred percent sure. But he, we, when he moved to Orlando, you know, he was a Connecticut guy, great guy. Um, but I, I'm not really sure. He was into all the investments, and it's dur- during that time. So I can't really say for sure that that's what it was. But that was, I think, a lot of the rumors and. So we moved to Orlando thinking it's going to be a great experience. We have Donner there. And our first game, a couple of games are, I think, Paul, you guys were there early too. It would have, it would have lasted there. And I think the money just started running out as yeah. I think you know, he started pulling away. He had, you know, family that was, you know, all over the place now with school and all of a sudden marketing stuff dying down in, in, in Orlando. And I think it really killed, you know, us there. And we, we, I think we were first, place overall that year too and all of a sudden we're we're, we're you know, we lose to toronto and that was the last time uh you know orlando existed and yeah just it was such a i mean again hot fair weather so it was, it was an unreal spot to go play to which was which was awesome but yeah it was too bad because it was like a year it was like a year before they opened up that new arena too because i was like i remember playing it's like all right, Lando's getting a new arena. Like, yeah, fans are good. And then all of a sudden it's like, no, nah, Lando's folding this year. They're done. And that's exactly what we thought, too. We thought we were playing in the new way, the new yeah. rink. I think it was at the time Amway Center yep. or something. And we were like, oh, this is going to be awesome. Like, I was going to the site. Like, it, it was part of that early moments where you're like, oh, we're we're part of this community. Yeah. And it's going to be sick. And all of a sudden, you know, all of a sudden, uh, I think I was, I think I was, in Manchester when I found out that the team folded with uh, Kim Can and Halsey and I are falling along and all of a sudden we're in the dispersal draft and we're, 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 we're defunct. And then, uh, so yes, let's touch on that dispersal. Cause obviously like, again, now you establish you, now you've established yourself as, you know, one of, if not the best goalie of the league, obviously you get drafted first of all by Colorado and, uh, you know, it was kind of right from the get-go, like, well-known that you didn't want to go there, which which made sense, right? Your teacher traveling, couldn't really do it. Um, just take us through that. Yeah, so I got – and being with Canada and, and knowing Govett, uh, you know, he takes me. And at first I was excited. I was like – because everybody in, knows that, you know, the Mammoth, like, that's a place that you want to play um, mm-hmm. to experience that whole environment. Um, but – I think that year, 
all of a sudden I was, I was kind of like in and out going through contract negotiations and I wasn't established as a teacher yet either. I was, I think I didn't have a contract, so I wasn't like a permanent position there. And that's kind of where the schedule comes out and all of a sudden there's like, Oh, you, we have seven Friday games and, uh, you know, we got to leave early on a couple other Fridays. There might be a Thursday game in the mix. And I was just like, well, that's going to be tough on me. And if that's how it is going to be moving forward, I don't want to be doing this anymore. I don't want to be, I just went from New York to Orlando now to Colorado. I don't want to be jumping ship in a year or two. Like this might work for this year, maybe next year, but I want to find a permanent home. And that's where uh, I think, I, I didn't even say I wanted to get traded. I think it just, I think, you know, you know, Govett knew that it wasn't just going to be working out for, for, for both of us long-term. Sure. And then like, I guess it kind of worked out too. Cause then like Roch drafts Jared Noble, but then he makes it known that he didn't want to play for Roch too. Right. So I think it kind of like worked out and I can't remember the exact trade. Do you remember the exact trade? Yeah, it was me and uh, Brad Self um, for, and I, 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 I'm very humbled to say, but it was John Grant Jr. and Matt Whoa. Allen. How did I not? Jesus, how did I not remember it was for so, Jr.? <laughs> and I remember that, like, I think Kurt called me and he goes, and, and Tracy was on the phone. They go, oh, we just traded you from Rochester or to Rochester. And I would just played with Jr. in the summer, like Team Canada, awesome yeah. guy. And they go, and I'm like, oh, for, for who? And they go, John Grant Jr. I'm like, oh, man, no. Like, that's terrible. Like, I'm that's like, that's pressure. Hey, a, that's my, uh, our best player. And I, I got to like try to live up to whatever he's just done in Rochester as being one of the best players all time. And I'm like, oh, this is not fun. I remember going to Rochester that year and like awesome fans. But at first, I think one of our first games there, I got lit up. And I just remember being like, oh, you were 48. Junior was 24. Right? You think you're two times better than him? You're not even close. And I was just like, oh. Hey, the math guy. Fuck the I math just, guy. I just, got, I, just got, I, just, I just got here, guys. I just got here. Sorry. And Jammer was there, which made it a lot easier. Like, we drafted Jammer that year. So, Jammer comes in the mix and makes it a lot easier for me to transition. I'm trying to hide behind you. Well, he's a left-handed player, so give him some of it, too. Yeah, no, he's the one like, that's wait, trying to take Junior's spot. He's the one trying yeah. to be Junior. Polly, I feel like Jared Noble wasn't for like another five years. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Now that Vino said it, I'm just like, oh, okay, let's nothing, Vino's but... first year in Roch was like 2011. <laughs> like Jared didn't come until like five years so... later. So I just got the trade wrong and just buried Jared Noble saying he didn't want to play for Roch. So this is this, um, just a quickly that's minus true, three. Bro. Oh, I think you were on my team when we, we drafted Jeremy. Yeah, you were playing for the team. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, I've had a ton of hits to the head. That's amazing. Yeah, I was on the team. That's why I remember it so vividly. I don't know. I remember, I dude, I remember that situation too. Like, just kind of like as someone who was just almost watching the league, I think I was like, I would have been still maybe first or second year of school. And like Joe Walters is like tweeting out, like, we didn't want you anyway or something. <laughs> it was like the most drama the NLL had seen in a while. It was the uh, early days of Twitter when like no one was really using Twitter. Yeah. Three favorites on the tweet and it was going yeah. crazy. It was, yeah, uh, that was something, but that is hilarious that you're off by five years. Junior's <laughs> a big player too, right? You're just like, yeah, that's a lot. And that was obviously like an intro because he kind of talked about that situation. Obviously, we didn't put two and two together, but he kind of talked about the trade and like how it kind of caught him off guard because he thought 
like they were both going to be trying to play together, like find a way Jammer and, and Junior could kind of coexist. But And then Junior goes to Colorado and wins the MVP too, I think. I think he won the MVP that, the next year. And I was, That's oh. fucked. They can't put yeah. that on you. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But so what's – I mean, over those next kind of few years, obviously that team, you know, you guys have a, a really, really strong core and you move into, you know – winning a few championships in a row, but what was, was it the first one where you guys kind of had to win like the last game of the year to get into the playoffs or was that a different year? Yeah. Like the um, 2012, we were maybe 500. So we were yeah, battling they- out. Right. It was, it was tight. Um, and we, we got hot at the right time. I think we were below 500 and then we won like the next two games to get in, but we had a feeling, I think we, we felt like we were better than we, our record was. And when you have guys that are like, we had Pat McCready as a captain, um, you know, we had a lot of young guys, but we had good leadership at Kersey and, and we had Hazer. We were playing in Rochester, a lot of the games, like we had good schemes. And I felt like we just had that, like, you know, I think if you've been on a championship team, you just feel it sometimes. Like there's those moments where you look back and like, that's, that's why we won. I'm trying to think of where, well, Polly, what are any, any questions you want to ask about that kind of little run that you're a part of too? Not a big deal. No, well, I mean, I come in on the second year and that's why we went two more. No, I'm just kidding. But uh. <laughs> only came, came the second year, right? Like we, in 2013, like it's like we had a good team and then we just added Dan and Paul too, right? Yeah. And it was just like, we got that much better. Well, I remember like, I remember when you, you guys went in the first one, because again, like you said, like you guys were good, but you weren't great. Um, and yeah. I was in Philly and, and we were the, and I actually think, I think we lost you guys in the playoffs. I think we beat right? you the first game. So yeah, it was, exactly. It was like, and, it was like a we thought we were better. Yeah. We thought we had like a good shot. Cause that's when like, again, you mentioned before, but like Westervelt, Mundorf, these guys were kind of like picking up and being good indoor players. And then we lose to you guys, but then it's like, ah, we were the better team. Then you guys go on and like you say, you get hot and win the championship. Um, and it's like, holy fuck. But again, like Jammer plays really well. You obviously play amazing and win that championship. Then I just remember when, like, when I get traded over, um, we had a really, it, I can't remember what season it was, but one of the seasons we had like a really good season. We were like 14 and like three or something or 12 and four or something like that. Yeah. 12 and three in 2014. Yeah. So was that the three Pete one? That, that would have been, one. that would have been. We struggled a little bit more in the playoffs, but we were, but like that sort of team where you're just like, we were like the better team. Like that's yeah. where I thought I felt like we should win. Yeah. I remember the second year, like when we did get traded and it was exciting, but then I remember like being a lot of pressure too. I felt a lot of pressure. Cause it's like you come into a championship team and again, you, it was like a really good room, close knit guys. You're like, fuck, I don't want to screw this up. So I remember when we win that championship out in, um, in BC, I was more relieved than like excited. Yeah, I, I, I share the same thing because I think we started out slow too in that year. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we struggled a little bit to kind of, you know, find the groove. And then once we did, you know, I think we, we even had a close one against uh, Minnesota where they had a, like a goal called back. I think we should have probably lost. Yeah, it, I mean, that one, Lomi, so this one was crazy. It was like, 
we challenged it and they like rewound it like 20 seconds. It was almost like an offside rule in like hockey. Now they rewound it and like someone stepped in the crease. Like it was like 15 seconds before the goal and they end up calling it back. But I think like you said, V, if, if we didn't get that, we probably lose that game. Yeah, I think so too. I remember being like, I, there were moments where I, it, it was a low scoring game too. Like it was like a, yeah. it was like seven, six at, the, at that time. And then goal gets called back. And I was just like, and there's five minutes left. We're going to lose. And I think we ended up winning like nine, seven. We just got hot and the guys yeah. were scoring. Yeah, no, I was good. And it's like, but again, like, I think like that three P was, you know, there were some really cool moments along that way. And I mean, for you, you went in three, but for, for me, went in the two, like there were some really cool moments. Like this said that one year we went in, um, uh, Vancouver story, like Kurt flies all our family out and stuff like that, which was super cool. And then winning the last one at home was like kind of cool for like icing on the cake. Yeah. And that game was crazy as well. Like there were times where I yeah. thought we were going to lose. And it was one of those moments where uh, like even I think the last Kirky threw, I, I make a save and Kirky throws the ball down and it hits the post and then they come down and they have a chance again. It was just one of yeah. the epic mini game. Win many games. <laughs> Curtis Dixon's punching the steering wheel. Some, if even if he listens to this, he was, yeah, he was on Twitter the other day chirping about it. <laughs> What's so V? I'm I'm looking at like ju- just kind of minutes played, and I've kind of wondered this as a goalie. Is there? Do you kind of notice a big difference in a season? Like, there's you know what say you know 2014 you play 947 minutes, and then the next year you play over a thousand. Is that something that you notice or just kind of feels the same, like that small of a difference? Um, I can tell you just – I can probably remember because I got, I got pulled a bunch more the year probably before. Um, <laughs> do you remember those times you get pulled? Um, and we had like – like Angus was a good guy coming in. So, like, sometimes he would go in and it was like I would have led in five or something in the first. And he would go in and he's like, oh, just – and then he makes three saves and then all of a sudden we win. Like, probably there was a couple moments there, I think, where Angus came in the game and in the early, and then he just didn't leave. So it was, you know, like he stole the minutes type of thing, which is perfectly fine because if you're a goalie, you get pulled. It's tough to, to to change the momentum on the bench, I think. Like, that's not – I don't think how I'm made. Yeah, or even, like, yeah, to come back in after taking, like, the quick breather, right? Like, sometimes it's just – you're better yeah. off just staying on the bench. Like sometimes you don't have it, right? But yeah, you there... know, like everybody knows it too. Like that's the thing. And guys are like, oh, you got it. And you're like, you know, I don't got it. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, buddy. You're doing yeah. great. Has there you know, uh... and then you go into the locker room at halftime and you know, Hayes was like, Oh, you're going back in. So I I would take off all my equipment and we basically will be try to do it as if I was starting from scratch again. But you're like, please let me have it. Has there ever been a time where you're in there like get me the fuck out of here like where oh. it's just like going bad or is it just the competitive nature that you're like i'm staying in here until i fix this yeah i, I think there's times where every goalie's felt that like this isn't good but you're never i would my dad would be rolling over in his grave if he if i was ever the guy that would be like hey yeah change him <laughs> up right? yeah that's not my brother would probably come over and punch me right so it's <laughs> yeah. like that whole, that doesn't happen so it's like you try to figure it out right and i think as you gotten old, as i've gotten older i've been able to to fix it more than when i was younger when i was younger i'd be it would be done 
I would have snapped, probably yelled at somebody, and I'd be out of the game. That's that's amazing. So speaking of speaking of that, like, you know, fuck, dude, we we brought this up the other day, like, you know, not to not to put any bad juju, but like you're having a career year this year at 39, 40 years old, like, and like Lomi says, you know, you're you're cut out of stone. Like, what's what's the future hole for you? You think? Um. I, I think um, with without the pandemic happening, I think it it could have it could have been it. Like it, you know, when you when you're playing summer and we've all done it, everybody here, right? You've done summer and uh, you know the NLL for so long, and now you're working another job. Now you throw a family in the mix, it, it mm-hmm. becomes challenging. And I think um, you know I got support of family uh, with the wife and you know you know my mom and people that are around, so it does make it easier, but you know, having the having the little, the little guy around, boy, I want him to make sure that he knows kind of what you did, right? I think, Paul, I think me, I don't know if you kind of feel the same way, where you want them to to, to be able to experience the game. Like, Bodie, my son hasn't been able to go to a game, but he watches every single game. Like, he watches the game. Like, I watch the film. He wants to, to know what it is, and I think I want to give him a little bit. My daughter will know. She's five. She'll know a little bit, but that's a little bit of that push and it's tough to think that it's going to be over, I think. And, um, fortunate for me, I've been lucky to not have a major injury, knock on wood, where it's limited that. So I, I don't feel old, probably some, same things, probably what your brother would say, uh, um, Paulie is that, you know, it's, you know, you want to play forever because it's, it's, it's great. Like, it's great. I love being around the guys. I love doing all this stuff and, and you know, I'm, I'll miss it when I'm when I'm when I'm gone. Hundred um, percent. You think, you know, again, fuck, you could probably play it to your sixty-five, which would be fucking amazing. First, first guy to ever play to sixty-five. But you know, whatever. When that time comes, you think you you'll stay in lacrosse, like you do a little bit of coaching, GM, or like kind of does that stuff interest you? Yeah, I like the coaching aspect for sure. I think that's more where I would like to do it, like the X's and O's and, yeah, you know, figuring out, like, Paul, me and you probably, do, we would always do it together. Like, this is what I think we should do type of thing. Yeah. This is what would work. And that's always interests me, you know, being a coach in high school, it's been a little bit of a glimpse, but I like that aspect. And as you've gotten older, probably same for you as a captain, you can have more input. And and, it, it, and when it works, it feels good. And, um you know, so I think that's, uh, the, you know, the league's expanding. we got great players, great organizations coming up. So I think the the possibilities are, are going to be a little bit better. And hopefully, you know, you as you've been able to play a long time, you develop those relationships. So hopefully put yourself in a position to maybe coach, maybe, you know, get, you know, have the opportunity to coach Donville one year. There you go, dude. I So I, I've had flashbacks as you were talking about the uh... – the plane story but because i told the story on here one of our first episodes about when we flew to colorado and i bought 25 tickets for all like friends do you do because i'll never forget because that this is so i'll kind of walk through it again so like this was like starbucks i remember you were at starbucks yeah yeah yeah, and and just got the text that i was just like signed to practice roster the morning of the game and i'm like what the fuck is going on and and that was the that was the first time i think like obviously being around a lot of these guys you know 
you know, like, cause you've, those guys have won championships and stuff. So you kind of learn from, from guys, but that was the first time that I think someone like fully stood up for me is Vino was like screaming, like so rattled. Like he's like, that's it. I'm retiring. Fuck this. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. Cause it was just like, I was, a, it was a shit storm. So that I, that's credit to your character though. That was, cause that made me feel, it made you feel kind of like, okay, like this was ridiculous that this just happened, you know? Yeah, and I don't, I don't even know really the reason why, but I think that year was just a disaster. We had Gamer go down, and we have guys that are in and out of the lineup, eight ball. Like, it was, that yeah. was a tough year. Defensively, I think we were still okay, but we had, it was like a carousel up, up front there, guys getting in and out. And yeah, just bringing a room fire. Needless to say, I, think I definitely got pulled that thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was yeah i think i was the i got i got put uh put on practice for jordan dance and tory van every to come in and tory van every shot a pass into the stands for sure yeah. oh, i'll never God. forget that center right into like the 10th row it was just <laughs> like i was like this is who we threw in here instead of lomi he just threw it no one was on him just right into the 10th row it was meanwhile meanwhile you were one of our highly block. touted recruits like you were one of our high high draft picks that we we're like really excited about and I, and I was coming i remember i was coming off like one of my better games too and it's just like no we're gonna try this other guy and then i ended up having because then Den, and denver's beautiful like and we were i think it was later in the season too right so it was like really nice out but i ended it was. up having a few beers there so it was uh it didn't turn out too bad but i actually ripped my suit that night too so that was tough but what a that man what a year i mean i want to we haven't really touched on this I don't even know how to do it, but like Corey Vitarelli is one of my favorite characters in the league and the dynamic between Vino and Pauly and, and Dogger's always been hilarious. Is there like, a, how would you describe Dogger to like someone that just doesn't know? Him? Um, <laughs> he's like, uh, the, he's like a grumpy guy, but he's like, uh, funny at the same time, very witty. Um, so it's funny. Cause like, we were, I think we were the grumpy guys during the time too. Lordy was in the mix there with Dylan Evans. Like we were like yeah. the team grump. <laughs> we were the grumpy boys. Were ne- negative. We were negative some of the times. And um, we would all kind of fest like w- dog would like almost like be whispering something to me and it would, he would get me going. <laughs> yeah. Right. And all of a sudden I, I would say something and Lordy would get going. It was just kind of like trickling effect, but uh you know, Dogger, I, I love him just because he's that guy, right? He's just like that happy-go-lucky guy um, during the during the game. But then all of a sudden, he would be like that negative right off the floor type of thing. Yeah. Right? And just so – like, I could get him going too. Well, oh, you know. Fuck. The battles on nutrition. When Whenever yeah. chefs would come up, it was my favorite conversation to watch. And it drove me crazy too because I was like, I can't eat this thing. Like, I can't. I I, I – I feel like I have a brick in my, in my, in my stomach. Right. And we, it's funny because we actually get it now, but it's like our to go for on like Saturday games. We take it home now. Yeah. Which is great. I try to say the same yeah. thing. I said, yeah. after the game, fine. Yeah. Yeah. But I remember we would uh, just get chirp, Paul. It would be like me, you and your brother. And we'd <laughs> order like chicken and broccoli and vegetables. And we would yeah. just get chirped and they'd be like, I love the bread. And then, ah, uh, so much Harder. cheese, so much cheese on that pass. It was completely insane. Yeah, yeah. Dogger loves it. Yeah, but that was I a wish, I, go ahead. Yeah. I wish we could go back and just like superimpose all the times we ate at chefs and then see what Dogger did that night, like point on the face. floor. 
Yeah, and just see like if the there's chefs, a direct the correlation. Chef, if we go back and do a chef stat line of every time we played in Buffalo to see what Dogger's output was, it would be we could check his Dan the Dan Noble pods, get see what his load was during those games. <laughs> but I think then, Paul, I think we would start sneaking off to the Cheesecake Factory. There'd yeah, be a right exactly. We'd we start just, going there. Yeah, we eventually just put our foot down and said, we're out of here. I'm not even because dude, we would have that like chicken and broccoli there, but then it would just like their chicken and broccoli was basically in like an olive oil soup or something. <laughs> like, dude, that and that was that became like it was similar to kind of what I said before, like kind of like house divided. It was like as as a rookie class, because we had a lot of rookies that year. It was like, okay, like Dogger's gonna start trying to convince the rookies to go with him to chefs and then. Dan and Paul and Vino are going to try to get the boys to go eat uh, at, the, at the Cheesecake Factory a little healthier. So it was funny to see the, the split got, off. And then they would start chirping us because I think the one time we just left or we went to like uh, Wegmans, I think, even the one time. And, yep. we went lunch, and then everybody was all over us the rest of the time. That team not was team, not team guys, eh? Hey, yeah, this nice. is not team guy, eh, Paulie? Not a team guy. Paul, you, you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I, yeah, that's uh, I think looking back on that, that was such a good group to be a part of, though. For I mean, for like young guys, right, coming in the league, it's like you get all these guys that are fresh off championships, know how to win. Obviously, it didn't go well. Like as soon as you know, Jammer went down again, and it was kind of like, oh fuck, like we don't exactly have much jam. But it was it was a great year. And I think Paul, you had a you were injured that year too, or something. With yeah, the knee I did something. my I did my MCL. Yeah, so I was out for a month too. Yeah. We had the guys going down every week. I thought I felt like like the selfers were out a lot. Um, yeah, right. We were banged up. It was like it was like the the worst type of things for for guys getting injured all oh. in a row. And somehow we cranked out six wins and had absolutely no business doing that. So I think that was credit to that defense and goaltending you're talking about. Yeah, crowd the net. Let's just let's just. Let's just yeah. not go. Let's tight, tight box all AD here. We were winning. We were winning games like seven, five. I remember like just putting up no goals, but it was, uh, man, we had a couple good times there. The next year was good though. All the way to the, all the way to the ship, but hell of a run. I'm trying to think what else, is there anything else, Paul, we want to touch on before we, uh, well, I'm, we didn't really touch on team Canada, but I don't know if, I don't know if we want to take, keep them any longer here. I mean, we, again, it's a classic. Hey, we got to bring you back for round two. Yeah. Well, well, you know what? I'm kind of interested, like, I'm interested in kind of what goes, obviously, you know, it's nothing, there's no personal things attached to it or whatever, but like what goes on and how kind of stressful is it to, to make a decision when you become a free agent in our league? Oh, I, and I think like Paul, we, like we've, we've, I, I probably didn't handle this the right way with everybody. Like, uh, I, dude, I, I was a, I, I was a pissy pants in San Diego. <laughs> yeah, but I'm just looking back on it. Like, I felt like there was times where I, I, I let people know, but I didn't let people know. Um, you know, I think I thought that it felt like the writing was on the wall. It's time for me to move. Um, treated very well. Loved all the guys. That was the toughest part. Like, it was. I remember talking to Hayes or like being in tears, like figuring this stuff out uh he was my coach in Peterborough and being like I don't know what I'm gonna do especially when I found out the team was gonna be relocating wife's pregnant and I'm like oh, I don't know if this is where I'm where I'm gonna be at long term right so I th- actually we just had Lily and I was like I don't know if this is what I can be doing um 
family wise loved having them at the games in Rochester. So I wanted to play close to home. So if that wasn't in Rochester, I, I thought Buffalo was a good fit, even though it was our biggest rival. Right. So it was a tough uh, decision. Um, I felt like a lot of feelings were hurt and it, I don't, I don't know. You're not prepared for it. Like I was not prepared for it. Not good. At the cold communication aspect and regret some, some, if not all of it, um, kind of just went in a dark place and was like, oh, this is the move and, I, and, I, and I'm sticking with it. Um, so tough one, but I think ultimately for my family, it's, it's the best one now looking at, you know, where you know, I'm 45 minutes from home and being able to play in, in a great arena with, you know, great fan base and, and great teammates. So it was a tough one. Oh, right, like I, right, Paul, you, you, just, you just did it right. And it's, it's yeah. tough. Especially when you those relationships, like, I've never had that with like I had Eddie Como, great coach, but like you when you're with a coach and in a style, like I was scared a little bit. Like I was like, oh, maybe at there's times where you're like, maybe I'm I'm only as good as my as my team, right? Like you're I was like, I'm so used to uh uh Mike Hazen and Patty O'Toole style. Like, what if that's gone? Like, well, how am I gonna play? Right? Maybe I'm maybe I can't play in a different system, right? Because you're so used to that environment and being able to control and have an input and then kind of just knowing, like, yeah, I would just say one thing and somebody would know what exactly I meant. So you're so used to that. And I think I was a little bit nervous and, uh, but ultimately it was, I, I think it rejuvenated me a little bit too. Um, at the same time. Yeah, for sure. I mean, again, like, cause you know, the way, even the way the last couple of seasons were in Roch, like weren't the best for us too, right? Like say there's injuries and we weren't doing that well. And, Again, sometimes like it's classic is like sometimes the grass isn't always greener, but sometimes it is. Right. And uh, again, I, you know, going through the free agency and I can only imagine what it was like for you. Like, I'm sure it wasn't just Buffalo knocking at your door. I'm sure it was all 16 teams knocking at your door. But it's like you kind of get to that point where and I think I said this before, but like and not that I was even close to it, but like you want to be the hottest girl at the dance, but then all of a sudden everyone's knocking at your door. And you're like, Oh fuck, this is a lot. Like, I don't actually don't like this at all. Cause then you're like, you know, I got Polly dead. You don't want to like disappoint that guy and, and this sure. guy. Right. Yeah. And I think that was a big thing too. You create those relationships and I, I don't like saying no to people. Like I don't well, like, dude, it. I'm the same way. And, and you're, well, you're, you're like, friends oh, with these you seem like a great guy or you're offering this and that. And I'm just like, it's just not going to work for me. Not even because of what you're offering money or, or what your team looks like. It's just, I, I can't go there. Like I can't do that. Like I, I know like if I went through somewhere across and I was playing in the West, I know mentally I would, I would struggle and I'd feel guilty being there because I wasn't at home. So that's the, the, the big thing for me right now is um, that aspect of, you know, when I come home, you're, you're, you're happy and, a lot of that other things too, for us was like, well, like we lost a lot of our, like a lot of our friends retired or they, you know, yep. they're gone. Like your brother got traded, you know, Dylan Evans wasn't the same team. So it was tough. Yeah. Like it was yeah. definitely tough, but um, yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Like if you don't understand is that I think, I don't know if NHL teams or NHL players, NBA players, they have those same uh, relationships. Like you don't want to disappoint, you know, skies that you went to battle with. And you know them forever. Like you've known these guys forever. And now they're calling you up either as they're as now a new GM or, or they used to coach you or whatever. And you got to say no to them. Yeah, it's tough. And I think like you say, like end of the day, kind of as you get older and 
you know, family, family starts like to play a part. They say like you're traveling cross cross country, you know, you can't have, I know you can't have them here right now, but like, you can't have Bodie at the rink, like living the life with you. Right. But when in Buffalo and stuff like that, he can be there for you. So again, it's the pros and cons and, and kind of family like definitely takes over in, in the end of it. Right. So nah, it's, it is a crazy little thing, man. It's, it's wild, but. You know, Vino just saw I, I was going to Vancouver. He's like, fuck, Lomas is it in Roch. I got to get out of here. That was it. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, he's going in, He's going to the West. He has that little that was, skipper I don't like. So I got to be in the East. Yeah, that, that was, was the it. first domino to fall. Lomas was the guy that brought the yeah. deck of cards down. I'm fucking out of here. I'm hitting the road. And then I remember that, messaging you when you left. I was like, don't go, like, buddy. Like, I think you got to get, like, it's a good chance for you right here. Yeah, yeah. That, that, no. that worked out well for me. Out you got to go. I got to go. Yeah. Oh, I had fun, but that didn't, yeah, that didn't go well, but that's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. So, uh, what do you, so you guys, wait, you're, you're off this weekend. So what, uh, when's the next game? You guys traveling? Where are you going? We were in, uh, New York. You're in New York. You're coming to New York, actually. Yeah. We're in Nassau. So yeah. Well, man, I might be there, Vito. You never know. Well, don't tell me for sure. <laughs> I do a cheap bad stack. Yeah. Oh, that I'm some of the most fun practices is when Vino flipped on the fucking crazy switch with his with your hand and you're just flicking it out there, stacking them up. Those are good times, man. They do when the coaches weren't looking though, or you got in trouble. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. But man, this is awesome. I I mean, I I think that's you know, pretty much I know there's still there's still a ton we didn't really touch on in the in the field game, but you're the uh you're the original guy that's that you know, at least for, in my mind, played two different positions, indoor, indoor, outdoor, um, the reverse, the reverse blaze reared in, in, in a, in a sense too. So appreciate your time, man. Obviously, you know, one of the, you know, greatest of all time goalie wise. So it's, uh, it's awesome to have you on. I'm glad we could get, uh, get your insights, brother. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. And big fan of the show program. So it's always good. It's always fun to, I love the, the, the new, the music at the beginning too. So it's, Hey, thanks, man, because we've been getting yeah. some heat about that. Yeah, we've well, been we, getting bullied, bullied for switching the song up. Well, the last your last one, you actually like identified who it was, I think, right? So it was like I, I was like, oh, okay, this is who this is. But I like yeah. it. Yeah, that's it. Boston Levi, a weapon. Yeah, Navi, this was awesome, man. Good to good to see you. Good to catch up again, buddy. For sure. Good luck uh, this weekend, eh? Thanks, buddy. I know you don't mean it. <laughs> 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 all right well, I don't, that doesn't really I'm impact joking. us right like you're, i know you're i'm joking, I'm joking. Too, right? yeah it's True. a god it's a goddamn meat factory out there man we're in the what's meat going, grinder what's going on with the block shots paul you think that's being tracked accurately or no dude i got zero loose balls right now so no i'm gonna say that <laughs> not gonna tracked accurately <laughs> dude my favorite case like this will actually on this note who the fuck is sitting there with their stopwatch out tracking the on floor time too like who's doing that for each guy yeah i don't know it's not like they're wearing a tracking like a, a that's what i mean yeah so there's like, mean, uh, like oh, he was probably on for i would have loved to have the block shots in in those runs i would have loved to see me and lordy's numbers as the block yeah. shots when we were winning those championships that's all oh, i gotta say like it's like it's like basically lordy's getting everything low and you're getting yeah yeah, exactly. Lordy's Lordy's going down to one knee, and I'm actually throwing the wings out there. It was amazing. It's like, 
it's like it started. Like I think Rory Smith would did it a bit with me in New York, and then yep. it took off with our team and Raj and that man down. Like I've never seen anything like it. There was times where we probably a team might have had. I would have like 26 saves and the D guys would have like 28 or something. Yeah. It, it was, was awesome. nice. There's a couple of games like that though. Yeah. It was awesome, man. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see it. Yeah. It, it's tough. Cause dude, the cross is so fast, like getting into it. Like sometimes balls, Nick off you. It's like, you don't, and it doesn't count. Cause they're like, Oh, that's just like a guy shot it wide. But like you went off a guy's foot or whatever. So it'd be, it'll be tough to, to track it, but who knows? I don't know. So anything I ever wanted track nowadays, and I'm just like, nah, put it away. Let's <laughs> have you track properly, anyways. You know, right? You're like, yeah, that's yeah. I had yeah. zero loose balls and zero block shots. That's not right. I got this wealth on the side of my neck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show you my calf muscle. Tells you otherwise. Awesome. All right, buddy. Well, I'm gonna get out of here. But again, yeah, man, we you thank you so nerves. much. Yeah, thank you so much, buddy. Great to see you. And you honestly, guys. it was an honor to. Honor to play with you and, and still an honor to play against you, buddy. So good to see you and, and all the best rest of the season, big guy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right. Great little chat there with Vino. Love it. What a guy. Guy we both played with. Um, yeah, just a just a beauty. I actually, I mean, obviously it was, I'm sure we'll we did touch on it, even though we're recording yeah. the other thing now. <laughs> but um yeah, I play, I played high school across. He was the coach. And then two years or whatever, four or five years later, I was playing with him in Rochester. It's too funny, but it's hilarious. Yeah. It, it was uh again, I'm sure we did touch on it, but whatever. So it was uh hell of a time. But what else what do you uh you gotta you gotta get going? Are you heading to Roch now or when are you going? Uh this afternoon. Nice. Yeah, so nice early recording today, which is off brand for us, but I like it. Yeah, grab a cup of Joe. But yeah, now I'm gonna head in um, this afternoon. I like to get in there early and just kind of take my time. Fuck, drive when it's still light out. And then uh, yeah, we got a big weekend, man. I haven't done a back to back in two years, but let's go five five weeks off. five yeah, weeks off go. right into a back to back with a six thirty start. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, you take man, care of that body, all right. Get lots of foam rolling in before. I'll have the lion eyes just packed to the brim. I might bring just a full suitcase of lion eyes. That's it. Yeah. Ish code. You're just going to need yeah. the ish code for oh, game two. No, I can't. I told you I can't do, uh, I can't do the pre-workout before a game. The last time I did pre-workout before a game, I literally got kicked out. I think in the first quarter, <laughs> my brother said, never again, you're never allowed to have pre-workout. I think I took some C4 and I was a little bit testy out there or some reporters might say a little bit pissy. Yeah, a little, a little bit. bit man, that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. That interview yeah. or that media person doing that was nuts. But that, that I, yeah, I don't know why they want to like, I, you know, and now it's this whole big story. Like they always just want to like push the buttons. I get it. You're trying to write a story, but like, you know, this team's on whatever, a 16-game losing streak. I'm sure that question's been asked 16 times now. They've yeah, given yeah. a different answer probably eight of the times. Now, at this point, like, you're just kind of fed up as a player. It's just like, man, again, it's, it's kind of like comes back. I get you're trying to do a job, and some people say, oh, he's got to an answer or whatever, but it's like, I'm sure he's answered it. And, like, as a reporter, like, sometimes just like, 
comes back to the number one rule. Just be a good human. Yeah. Um, well, and that's it. Like, that's part of it. It's like, you're, you're doing your job as a media person. If you're asked these questions and like, they're not giving you much. Come up with something new. And getting mad at them is not going to make them trust you to the point where they're going to give you good answers. Well, well, and that was the thing. Someone's like, you know, if you're the Edmonton Oilers, they're just going to shut this guy out now. And I know he's like a Hall of Fame reporter or something, but it's like the rest of the team, like, they're going to shut him out. You think anyone else is going to give this guy answers now? Right? Like, he's he's screwed. Like, he kind of screwed himself. So, whatever. But that's kind of comes to the territory, I guess. But that was just funny. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And I'm, tr- I'm trying to think if – was there anything else in, like, other – other sports that went on that was like notable i can't even remember like the past week no it's it's tough you gotta you, you gotta start like me i gotta start like i do we do write stuff down in our notes but like gotta get in the habit of, like writing it right down like when it happens there was a hell of a fight in the nhl last night nick delorier versus uh travis mcdermott might be the fight of the year two just absolute mooses dude those guys are it. huge yeah like those are kind of a throwback to like enforcer days but man that was uh that was a hell of a fight and speaking of that i actually saw wesley berg was at the game and he had a nice little he had a nice view of the fight he was like probably third or fourth row these so. fucking seals guys what the hell's going they're dry they're taking pjs all around they're getting just- cross-eyed on the on the pj oh my god Greerzy, what the hell happened in that photo it looked like they tried to remove like the the red eye that yeah. like you get sometimes in photos, but they just made it look like his eyes were going sideways. That was amazing. Oh, that's hilarious, man. That was so funny. You caught that. I love that. Yeah. And then we, I started getting messages from Schiller, a friend of the pod, former guest Schiller was like, what the fuck's going on here? Somebody's got to call this out. <laughs> uh, well, our media guy did again. I thought our media guy was you, but he's uh, you're only oh, on I'm, just vi- I'm just the video intern. That's all. No, we still we still got us like the spit chicklet memes. We got backlit bird memes. We don't know who he is, but he's helping out with the social media side of it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But does that does that pretty much do it for us? You think? Yeah, I think that's I think that's good, man. Um, yeah, beauty. All right, Big well, weekend. that was uh, that was it. Episode thirty five. We're gonna have Paulie's got a heck of a weekend coming up. So watch those games. Check in see what taking every game you can just even if it's for a second flip on the channel go on the stream because that that pumps those numbers up um which is just ultimately what we want so um and you're not going to miss your you're not going to see any bad lacrosse i'll tell you that because it is the games have just been lights out so that does it for us so we will whoa 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 <laughs> we will chat with you next week peace drug I was, strength behind your grip. I hated the buzz on your hallucinogenic trip. Set myself free and you'd sneak up from behind. I was the monster in my mind. Get out, let me go. I can't do this anymore 
was seated on my right Disguised as love and dressed in white Eyes as black as a winter night Grabbed my hand and pulled me in Said I'd never walk alone again The beginning of the end You moved and broke me all apart There was no sign of you But the holes in my cold heart And I gave my world to you And you dragged me through the dark And I was the monster from the start 